You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. Some of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Uh, Monday the 20th, I think, of September. Do your own research. Here, uh, ready to rip and to tear. Uh, Edward, let's be honest. Let's just get it out of the way quickly, concisely. You are bounced out. Relatively, yeah. Relatively. We, I've, had, I've had bigger bounces. That I didn't say this is the biggest bounce out of your life. I said you're bounced out. I'm I, just setting context around yeah, the bounce out. Yeah, right. Not the most you've ever been, but still certainly. I tell you how I knew. I obviously knew because I knew that you were bouncing yourself. Yeah, I told you. You told me, but... Were, as there, a, were there signs? Yeah, as I was walking in and you were ahead of me, I don't know, maybe you'd gone to the toilet or something, but you were just like, just the shuffle in your feet. I was like, I could... You were in front of me, I could see your face in my mind's eye. I was like, oh, he's bounced. Yeah. Yeah, he's struggling. I'd been in and out. Yeah. Was, well, I was shuffling. You were shuffling. Yeah, I've spent the morning shuffling around, yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. How was your weekend? It's good. Good fun. Barbecues. All reasonable, legal, lockdown Yeah, barbecue. Not, yeah, not lockdown. Barbecue stuff. Barbecue in the park stuff. Did Were you there when it started pissing with rain? Because that was the thing I felt sorry for. There were many people that it were rained, having big um, old sessions on Saturday. Yeah, it rained for like 15 minutes probably where we were. Pretty heavy though. Yeah, we were under a tree and just got an umbrella, wore it for 15 minutes and then bang. Back in. Off, off you go. Lovely. And then it turned out to be a lovely afternoon. The yeah. sun came out and shit. It was nice. But it was good to be back out and about, Tom. Fucking oath. Good to be back out and about. I was just seeing it. Needed it. All the parks absolutely fucking heaving with people. I had to go and drop my mum down to the park yesterday with all of her like granny girlfriends. And they all went and just bloody... Oh, yesterday would have been a zoo. Tied one on in the park. Good for them. And then I went down there, had to pick them up, drive them home. I was like, look at these old birds just ripping and tearing in the sun. Yeah, I spent yesterday on the couch. It was actually good because a Saturday was like overcast as we know less people out at least where i was i was like and then sunday was heaving yesterday i'm like i'm not going anywhere the park in rose bay when we got there we were like fucking hell this is pumping and then mum was like nah dude it was like a fucking festival about an hour ago we got there sort of like five-ish to Mm. give evie a walk and pick mama and it was fucking packed dude and she was like nah this was like you were like oh shit no one's social distancing nah People look fucking... And also, again, if you don't think that those fucking Saturday park Barbies didn't roll into some clandestine sneaking back into the homes of fucking whoever you were with, there is no doubt in my mind and also my social media people I follow who send private videos, like, you can just fucking see it, but, like... Oh, great day out in the sun, fucking getting smashed in the park with my mates who I haven't seen in person for fucking, you know, months now. Oh, but it's five o'clock. All right. See you later. It's been fun. I'm off to bed. Bullshit. That's what I did. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's what I went you did. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> I went on. I bet you just But others up. wouldn't have. No. Others wouldn't have, Tom. People with less restraint than you. People with less restraint. People that, you know, don't have the self-control that I've got. Yeah. Um... They would have done that for you sure. You went straight home to bed. Yeah, fucking oath. Still woke up bounced. Worked that out. Um, <laughs> but great day on the couch yesterday, Tom. Great day on the couch. It was good to get back to what I'd, you know, built a career doing. Built Bounce. your name doing. <laughs> yeah. 
bouncing myself out and being gluttonous as fuck on yeah. a Sunday. Uh, I watched Troy yesterday. Why? Because I was scrolling through and Brad looking as fuckable as anyone's ever looked. I pops think up on my screen. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very much. Now, was Ella also bounced? She wasn't watching Troy with me, but she was bounced in another part. Of the oh, thing. so you just got to get like, all right, get away from me. I'm watching Troy by myself, bounced as fuck. Yeah. That's divine. Yeah. <laughs> that is divine. I'll tell you what I will say about that. A couple of cunts in that movie who reckon they can read omens can't read omens. Like, there's a lot of omenry in the movie. Yes. And like, he's like, he's relying on this omen reader to successfully read omens and he's not and no. in the end they get they, get they went to the wrong people for omens that's for sure <laughs> and i just kept thinking to myself we could have helped what if we'd been there at the time yeah like if we were born i don't know three thousand years earlier in that part of the world you know we'd be we'd, the guys we'd, that we would have changed draw, history we would have you'd have been like oh yeah fucking uh that trojan horse bad they would have been like oh it's an you know, in front of the gods oh, like it's no, a gift no, no, for the gods no, i'd no. be like no 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 there's no, no. people in that there's why people... is it so big yeah that's way too big for a gift let's just fucking burn it let's burn it outside the fucking city be a different story tell you what they're probably like we're also maybe lucky that we weren't around then because we wouldn't have the movie or brad pitt in that movie so you know we wouldn't get brad in the movie it's if a sliding doors well, moment it is because you could look at it this way. If we were alive 3,000 years ago and we changed the, the course of history, then we don't see Brad shirtless and, you know... Covered in oil. Covered in oil in that Making movie. love to Rose Byrne. Yeah, passionately. Mm. Um, we would miss out on that yeah. as a people, as a world. Would Brad Pitt even be a fucking famous actor? You did know? That, did that send him... Oh, no, he was already sent. He was already sent? Oh, fuck what yeah, What sent baby? him? Uh, he was in uh he was a in a that was that chick movie like with the one where like the the chicks like sort of run away gina davis and fucking susan sarandon i'm gonna say i don't know why but the one where like the chicks they drive off the fucking oh, uh, thelma, and louise. thelma and louise on the run and he's like some fucking hot dude they meet on the way and that was it and i think he's literally just like a hot guy in the movie for a bit and they were like holy shit that guy's hot <laughs> then he was in i think like a movie with tom cruise and like he was just very hot coming on but then like fight club 12 monkeys he was fucking good in yeah like after Thelma and louise there was like true romance true romance interview with a vampire and then seven Seven. Seven. seven's a hectic movie dude it's etch as hell but it's a good movie but it's fucking edge. It's very edge. But it's good. But it's a great film. It's an edge great film. Um, but so what we're saying is in a roundabout way, had we lived 3,000 years ago, being the people that, you know, whoever the guy was from Troy, you should remember his name, but who he was calling upon for, you know, reading. I don't even know if they mentioned his name. He's just like the omen guy. Yeah, but I'm saying who's employing this guy because whoever the he king. is. Right, I'm seeing... I the thought, king of Troy. Yeah, right. I thought you may remember... Well, the king name. of the Trojans. Whatever. All we're saying is, if you value Brad Pitt over, you know, the well-being of Troy, then you're glad we didn't exist 3,000 years ago. If it's the other way around... If then you you're Devo that we weren't there. Does that make sense? Speaking of omens, uh, it was interesting to see that a... Uh, a rival betting agency had a full fucking write-up article about the art of omens, which seemed a little, a little puzzling. 
considering well, not, considering we didn't write it. <laughs> considering we didn't write it, it's puzzling. Mm. But it's not puzzling because you know people are trying to mimic. Well, I mean, I was like, I saw someone tagged me in the article, and I was like, hmm, I don't remember writing. The 12 steps to omenry or whatever the fuck it was. Well, it's not information that you and I would release. No. And the, the article that was written is incorrect. It's f- factually incorrect. It doesn't sort of explain omenry in any capacity, but it was just surprising to then go in there and see that potentially the people who wrote it definitely fucking follow along on the podcast and maybe are just... Biting at our shit a little bit. Possibly. But that's fine. We move on. I would say this, though. If you're going to write fucking about omenry, know what you're talking about first. (laughs) Well, I would say this, Tom. You've got to have studied omenry for the last decade at least. Which is only me and Eddie. (laughs) So you can't go writing about omens if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Unless you've studied omenry... The last decade or more, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. And it was like, be wrong. oh, do you see a horse look at you? Bet on it. I'm like, no, that's not an omen. It's mate. not an omen. The, that doesn't make that's sense. That's a horse looking at you. That's a, well, how many people get looked at by horses every day? Uh, plenty. I would say, it'd, I think it'd start with a one and end with a, a, a on, million. Does well that said. work? No, that, that was good. We were on a... We were on a bit of a roll there, and Eddie just came out with an absolute gem. So it starts with a one and ends in an on. <laughs> uh, anyway, shout out to that betting agency um, for and their associates for well, basically trying to hoodwink the punter and the dribbler into thinking that they know what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to omens. Yep, I think that's fair, Tom. Um, but how are you, mate? You're all right, mate. I'm okay. Woke up today. Obviously, Got a again. Of, well, they're fucking backburning. They're backburning, which I feel like I'd prefer just a bit of an insight, maybe leading into it. You know, like let me know the day before so I can prepare. And maybe they do. And there's a place that I can I check. I think I think that if you went on to some sort of like fire service, fire service or whatever, you would be informed there, Tom. Right, but they're not sending me like a push notification. You could probably get push notifications. Yeah. Well, okay. But I, again, you are technologically illiterate. No, I'm not. I don't think you could figure that out even if I gave you five years. Um, listen, I think that there is probably an element where my technological illiteracy is actually uh, dwarfed by your own because there's elements where you are literate and there are times when I'm literate. I don't think that it's fair and I believe the saying goes, punters, dribblers, don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. Now, is my house made of more glass? Yes, that's fair to say. But you've got some windows, brother, where I train you. Okay. Don't you reckon? Mm. <laughs> not many. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, there are some programs that you can there use are, so that there, you've got, but that's not... I'm you've talking got some, more around like how to download an app and shit. I can download like, an app. You know, that sort of stuff. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's bullshit. I can download an app with the best of them. Straight to how the to app plug store. into an HDMI cord, shit like that. I learned how to do that long ago. Long, long ago. Um, anyway, hay fever's killing me and I don't know what to do about it. I, this might be the worst it's ever been. 
Could you stuff your nose? I do. Bro, when I'm at... It, like plug it? I do. With fucking tissues. Like on bad days... What about like... No. Nothing else. I don't want to have something. Because you don't want something catching it. Catching it? There are things that people put up there. They're like these dumb... You know, you see those dumb little... What about like, like a foam? What would that do? Just seal it. Whereas like and then when tissues you, aren't sealed. But no, because you need something to absorb it. Otherwise you take that foam, you take the sealer out and it's just like... Psh, you know, I might drown. You were not going to drown. I might. You <laughs> I don't know reckon, how much I it reckon, runs. Have you tried to seal? I don't want to seal. But have you tried? Seal? Yes, I've tried sealing. But I don't want to seal because you want to just jam it with tissue so then they absorb and then you... And then bang in with some more. But everything was good. I woke up this morning laying in bed, clear nose, and then I stand up to go get Evie from her bed, bring her in for a bit of a morning cuddle. And the literally 12 metres, not even as the crow flies, just collectively that I walk to and from. By the time I get back, before I've even put her in bed, I'm fucking violently sneezing. And then it's been like that for the rest of the morning. So listen, it's not the hay fever show with Tom and Eddie, so I'm not going to go into it anymore. But back burning has fucked me and hay fever... I actually am starting to think it's not beta. It's incredibly alpha if you live with hay fever because your life is consumed by it. So I think I'm actually an alpha. I think we might call it the alpha flu from here on in, um, certainly at the hay fever meetups. Yeah, you look like an alpha at the moment, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Uh, got big alpha vibes over there, buddy. Could be the red nose or the uh, the itchy eyes that's given off the alpha vibes. The watery vibes. eyes. The watery yeah, eyes, yeah. yeah. Um, like the hunched demeanour. Yeah, the bleeding insides of the nostrils. Um <laughs> And the requirement to just have tissues on hand at all times is really giving off that hot. Yeah, yeah, that's the giveaway. That's the giveaway. That's the giveaway. Um, I have a neighbour issue, and I'm I, I sometimes feel like you know. Is Am it, I aware of this neighbour issue? I mean, you know, or is this a new one? Well, you know, they're like the loudest people on earth. Like yes, I've told upstairs, you, that. Like, yeah. I've heard them stomping about. It's fucking insane. Yes. And they stomp. They and stomp and they run and they run and they stomp. And I've had, like, you don't want to be a, you don't want to be a piece of shit who has to ask people to like keep it down because you just like you don't want to be that person. But like, there are times when it gets overwhelming, right? And you're just like, guys, like, do you go up? Yeah, I fucking have had to. How many times have you had to go up? Twenty, over the course of their. So like, like once every. Three weeks. Sometimes you go up like multiple times in a week or multiple times in a day. Sometimes you just grin it, you just grit your teeth and bear it because sometimes because because a lot of it's just like life. Like you can't help if they make a noise. Life happens, right? Like you know they have fucking arguments like it's going out of fashion, like crazy. Like before seven in the morning, you're hearing them scream. Who's and then screaming? Either mum to son, son to mum. The the kid in there screams. He's like a fourteen year old, but he screams like a six year old girl. Like when he gets angry, his voice is breaking, so he's got this like. But then when he gets angry, he just goes like, ah, like, sorry for everyone's ears if that was loud. Uh, but it's just, and I've gone up there and just like played with them, just going like, guys, like, I hate that I'm fucking kind of like, you know, they're fucking, I've got a daughter who's trying to sleep or just a general like, you know, can you just not run in the house? Like, I know we're all in lockdown, but you can go to the parks to exercise, run your dog and shit. They run the dog through the house and you're just like- Are you serious? Bruh, bounce oh balls and shit. God. Like, they just have zero. I've never come across 
anyone in my life that has so little respect for just their neighbors. And we're super like, we still, even after I get pissed off at them, where I'm like, guys, what the fuck? Like, come on. I'll still say good day to them next time I see them around. Like, hey, how you doing? They literally, you'll come in and park the car and then they will open. It's so like, you can see the, the carport from their apartment. You'll come in and park and you'll see them open the door and they'll see you and then they'll close the door and go back inside and wait for you to walk down and then come out. Or like they'll walk past you sometimes and they'll just put their head down. <laughs> like weird, weird. But so this kid the other day, you remember when you're um when you're in like high school and you do those things where it's like, oh, you like see how if you can build like a contraption that'll like you can throw it out of the building and the egg won't break. Yeah. So you'd like wrap it in like toilet rolls yeah, and shit. Yeah, of course. Everyone did that. Dude, one of the great fucking like science experiments. So this kid- there That was fun. It was fun. This kid's doing Cotton it. wool's called on. Cotton oh. wool, toilet rolls, fucking egg cartons, like are very good as well. So he's in the apartment above us and he is launching fucking eggs outside of their apartment, right outside of our kitchen window and they're just smashing on the fucking pavement and just egg yolk and shit everywhere. And then he's just like coming down, getting it, going back up, just leaving fucking egg yolk everywhere. And I'm like, the fuck's going on here? Then I see he's doing the experiment. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. Then Steph's like just in the kitchen popping in and going, oh, make sure you clean that up. Wouldn't, don't want rotten egg outside the fucking window. He's like, oh, I will. <laughs> anyway, like an hour later, he's, he hasn't done it. He hasn't cleaned up anything. So like the egg fucking yolk is starting to pile up. And then I'm, I had to leave the house for something. And then I see him there and I go, oh, you're cleaning that egg yolk up, aren't you, bro? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I come back like, I think I was going out to like run or something. I come back like an hour or so later, the sun's setting and there's fucking egg yolk and shells all over there, like all over right outside our window and then all over the like common path down. And so I go up and I just bang on the door and the old man opens and I go, oi, uh, I hope what's his face has, isn't forgetting to clean up all the egg yolk. He's like, oh, he hasn't done it yet, has he? He said he did. I go, no, no, he hasn't done anything. So like, all right. I think fucking time passes, nothing. Are you boiling? Are you waiting? Boiling, dude. <laughs> boiling. Boiling. Because if my kid's doing that, if my kid's doing that, I'm going, oi, fuckhead, go and clean up the shit you've just done. Like, go and fucking clean. This is a, you're, everyone's apartment space. I then go to the mum. It, it doesn't happen. So you go back up. No, no, no. So it doesn't. Oh it doesn't happen. The next day, it's all still sitting there, right outside the window. I can't smell, obviously. But Steph's like, "There's fucking flies all over it, and it stinks." And I just go back up, and I'm just like, "Hey, uh, still hasn't cleaned anything." And then the mum's like, "Oh, he hasn't cleaned it. He said he has." And I'm like, "No, he hasn't." Like, "Oh, well, it's going to be tough for him to clean today." I'm thinking, "Great, this is lovely," you know. I'm not having to be angry at her, even though I know that they fucking let him just get away with whatever. Like, she's like, oh, well, fuck, this is going to be tough for him now. What an idiot. You know, he's left it again. He's just out doing something. Like, he's not here. So I'll get it, make sure he does it when he gets back. Anyway, sweet, thank you. Come back. He's like got, he just picked up the shit, like the shells and like whatever's near our window. And then the path's just still covered in egg. And I'm just like, oh my God, dude. At this point, I just go, listen, I'm not going on back up there. There's no point. Fuck it. Fuck it. What are you going to do? These fucking people just don't give a shit. I could easily just go up and abuse them. But what's the point, man? Like, what's the point? Some people are just assholes. And then, look, it started pissing with rain and it sort of washed it away a little bit. But you're just like, if he fucking throws another egg out of that window, I'm immediately going out there and going, clean it up now or I'm going to fucking blast you with a hose. Like, 
There's an element where it's like, I, I am such an easygoing person and so is Steph, but these people just make it fucking impossible. You're going to spray down this kid. Yeah, I mean, I won't. I'm all talk. I'm fucking scared of him, but... Do you reckon you can see a part, like a future whereby you and the old band punch on? Uh, I certainly hope not because I like where we're living, but I also, you know... Um, How do you reckon you'd go, the old man? No, nah, it's not. That's I'd be okay. I'd be all right. He's no Ivis, I'd tell you that much. <laughs> um, but like one time when they're making this crazy noise and I went like crazy noise, screaming, fighting, going psycho, like unavoidable. I have to do something about this noise. I went up and I'm like, guys, it's fucking like 8.30 like, or 9 o'clock at night. Like, And then every time you do it, the kid who's just been screaming like a fucking eight-year-old comes to the door like, no, nothing's happening. I'm like... Shut the fuck up, bro. I've just been hearing it. I don't know. I don't think you realize I can hear just general conversations you guys are having. So I know there was something going on. And the dad's like, oh, no, it's just fucking, it's just, um, how did he describe it? Oh, it's just family life going on up here, mate. And I go, oh, is it? Okay, I go, well, maybe you need to have a bit of a rethink about family life then because there's fucking other people living in this building. Because the people two levels below them, she comes up and goes, dude, I thought someone was getting murdered. I'm not even joking when I say that. That's not Mayo. She comes up to us and goes, should we call the cops? I'm like, ah, just don't. Just fucking. Just don't even bother. Do you hear mum and dad on the job? I don't think there's any of that going on, bro. It's not that sort of a relationship, it would seem. But like Evie. Evie is one and a half years old and she goes, upstairs loud. Upstairs annoying. Is that what she says? Yeah, dude. She's one and a half. Now, sure, she's probably just mimicking mum and dad, but I also like to think that she came to that conclusion herself. Oh, I think we give her that. Anyway, we give her that win, Tom? I think Surely. We anyway, Eddie, that's... Well, that's that sounds Eddie. painful as well, fuck, Well, it is. It is, you know. Trying to find ways to get back at them. I don't think there is any way. I was, you know, you think about pouring eggs on the floor outside their apartment. Is that childish? Yeah, it is. is that childish, Eddie? But is it? Is it? Does it call for being childish? I don't know. Maybe not. Probably not. Sometimes you just want to be childish, dude. In other news, Manly will win the comp. Oh, listen, everyone not a Manly fan right now is going. Oh shit! Oh shit! Here they come. Here they bloody come. And you'd be correct in thinking that because here we do come. We absolutely annihilated the Roosters on Friday night. Um, thanks again to everyone who tuned into the uh, world record-breaking live stream. But, yeah, look, we, we, put the, we lay the uh, Roosters to rest. It was a clinical performance. Eddie, your fuck-all bet came off, which was famous. Fuck all needed to happen, Tom. That's why it came off. Yeah. simple. It's not rocket science to work out. But the one that I think, well, personally, and maybe it's because I was the, involved in this one and not the fuck all needs to happen bet, but I was most proud of us for our uh, premiership winners need to stand up bet with Daly and Kieran to score Manly 13 plus, which basically happened within the space of five minutes of each other. Well, you, people need to understand that if you're going to win a comp, and you're going to win big games. Your big game players need to stand up. And have big games. And have big games and be counted. And Tom and I looked at each other and we said to each other, we were the only two players in the side to have won a comp. Daly Cherry Evans, Kieran Foran. Will they score a try? 
They have to score tries. They have to score tries because they've got to set the standard for the rest of the team to follow. Yep. Big games. Big players have big games. So the fact that we picked that like a dirty nose and it happened inside the first half was a thing of fucking rugby league beauty. Yeah. You all know it was. You all know it was. You all know it was. If I told you before the game that that's what the bet we're putting on, you'd been like, fuck off, you you cunts are fucking stupid. You're going to get you're gonna get dusted. You're going to be at straight sets. Okay, bro, back in your fucking negative box. Yeah, thank box. you. Yeah, man. You know, like, what are you talking about? I tell you what was crazy as well, the rhetoric around like, oi, Tommy's never won a finals game. It's like, he's played two finals games. And like, that's hardly a metric. Like, oi, Tommy's hasn't won a finals game. Like, he's played two of them. I don't think that that's particularly fucking relevant, especially when Manly haven't been particularly like they they went, they've made like two finals. Yeah, but it's also like you know, it's like saying to Joey Johns before he won a comp. You haven't won a comp. Joey mate. hasn't won a comp. He hasn't won a comp. Yeah, but like, is he finished playing yet? Yes. <laughs> Relax. He's twenty four years old. Relax. And they haven't made many finals. If he hadn't won a finals game in like six games, I'd be like, if well, he'd been top four for the last eight years and hadn't won a finals game, there'd be concerns, big ones. Yes. Huge fucking concerns. But we haven't been going like unbelievably. Not for like the last... this year. We haven't been coming top four. And then when we have made the finals, he's been injured. Are there, are there, any, are there any fuck yous you want to send out to to Roosters fans? You know, like, because I do. I'm going to say fuck you to Ed Liston, fuck you to Josh Ellis Flint. Fuck you to Clary from North Bondi Motor Arena. Uh, fuck you to Ollie Arch, Roosters yep. fan. Fuck you to Jarch. Fuck you to Jarch, who doesn't really understand fuck the game. Fuck you to Richard Casey. Fuck you, Richard Casey. Fuck uh, you, Tom Cameron. Fuck you, Tom Cameron. Oh, uh, there's others. I'm sure there's plenty oh, more. There's shitloads. There'll be some like Roosters fan who's devo we haven't said fuck you to him because we can't remember. There's like, of all the people we've just named as well, and there's way more, only one of them comes to mind, I think, of being like, Born and raised in the Clary. suburbs. Oh, Clary and yeah. Richard. Everyone else is like... Everyone else is just like... Uh, tr- they're all like expats from the fucking... Heaps of expats go for the r- ch- chooks, which is fine because a lot of them are like country boys. And yes. Shit. But it is interesting. I've always wondered why that yeah. is. Well, probably because they're good and those losers just... Yeah, I suppose. Teams, that makes sense. I mean? Well, that makes sense. Um, but look, I mean, the game itself was over within the first four seconds. Tommy Turbo fucking ripping and tearing. Well, when he took the ball... And runs around the centre in like literally three seconds flight. I've watched that replay 50 times because I can't get over his turn of speed. Like yeah. he's, he's there one second and then the next he's run around him and he's scoring a try. I'm like, oh my God. Whoops. Whoops. That set the tone and then it was over. Jake Trebojevic. The Chooks started like we started last week. Like Dude, that's what I was ass. looking for. It was like, okay, early penalty to us. That's good. You know, a couple of six agains on. Bit of drop to us. Bit of drop ball. It was like, you could tell pretty early on that unless the rugby league gods were cruel, that it just seemed to be going in our favour. We seemed to have all the fucking run of the play, like with the ascendancy for most of the game. We had a lot of early nut. Yeah. We capitalised several times. Morgan Harper, when he... F- like, it was just, I don't know why, but I just put a lot of uh, emphasis on the fact that he just caught the first ball. And I'm like, okay, this is fine. We, Mate, just, get, we just get, we get it out of the system. Talk about turning around, like, turn around a form. Get like, out of the you system. You have that bad game, which, again, it was a bad time to have it. But, like, he doesn't have bad games. Or he doesn't have two in a row, that's for sure. He was very good. Mate, sometimes in rugby league, and, again, people will think we're talking shit. But in, in rugby league, sometimes you've got to get the bad games out of here. Yep. You got to get the bad games out of the system, and just cleanse the soul, and you and you start again. 
with a dominant performance that now sets up the next two weeks. Now, the I, two most important weeks potentially of our young lives, Tom. Correct. And of the sides. We're definitely going to be doing a live stream this Friday night again for South v. Uh, Maddie the Waterboys Rabbitohs, which before we get to it completely, but like a very winnable game for Manly. Oh, winnable as fuck. Very winnable Are game. Are we favourites? Surely not. Um, it broke my... Well, it didn't break my heart because my heart's made of steel, baby. But it sort of did when Ryan Girdler of Intercept King fame, of Panthers legend, New South Wales legend, rugby league legend fame, of who I'm very fond of, came out on the Triple M NRL show on the weekend and fucking lit up the Manly Seagulls with just complete disregard and just called them flat track bullies, said it's fucking embarrassing. Again, I'm paraphrasing as well. Maybe you can get the quote, Dave. But like that Manly don't deserve to be 80 minutes from a grand final, flat track bullies, fucking beat nobody, done nothing. I can't tell you how badly I was just death riding the Panthers to lose to the Eels after those comments. Oh, fuck yeah. And also... We played all the top teams in like the first couple of weeks when we were, I think it's fair to say, no good. Yeah, the Storm have had our number. I'll admit that. That's fine for me to admit. Happy to. That's okay. If we do meet them in the grand final, that's when their number runs out. So it's all good. But like to call us flat track bullies when the Penrith Panthers, no offense, have been going like a busted dick for the last couple of weeks is like focus on your own shit. Hey, look at your own backyard, girds. Um, he, uh, Buzz Rothfield apparently came and ripped on him and it's like, I, you know, it's not often that you and I see eye to eye with the Mayo man himself, Buzz Rothfield, but if he's chirping girds, then I'm 100% for it. I will need though, either Dave, I don't know if you have a Daily Telegraph account or Edward to look it up because um, Buzz called him like a fucking, he made, said the comments were embarrassing or something. Well, I've got the, I've got the original quote from girds. He just said, they had some really good performances last night from some individuals, but I'm not buying it. I'm not into it at all. I think they're flat track bullies. I'll try to find the one with Buzz God. now. Of fucking their house fame on the footy show. Of like, you know, one of the... Fu- it, it breaks my heart to have someone you love chirp you like that. So Buzz goes... Fuck you, Gerds, with the greatest respect. Um, so in his article, Buzz goes, um, Ryan Girdler suggested the Seagulls haven't beaten anyone in their march to the grand final qualify against the Rabbitohs. What a disrespectful comment. To lose their first four games but recover to be one game away from grand final is a colossal performance. Fucking well we also, said, Buzz. We also came fourth. We came fourth, exactly. And the, the whole, like, that Manly haven't beaten anyone in the top... Like of the top sides, we beat Penrith when they were coming. Th- oh, sorry, Parramatta when they were coming third. We beat Parramatta twice. Like, I think it was when they were coming fourth. They were in the third. top four both times when we beat. And them. we beat them. And then we beat the Roosters, uh, who were at one point fourth. But like they've lost a bunch of players, so I don't think you claim the Roosters. But like the whole fucking. And yeah, we're probably going to get shit for claiming Parramatta. We're just saying they. How can you get shit for claiming Parramatta when the metric that everyone's going off is beating a top four side, and we fucking pumped them twice? Penrith, we versed week two Two? or three. Four. No, yeah, Penrith, we. Did we play them twice in the first? We lost to Roosters round one. Then South. Then we lost round two, and then Penrith round three or four. So yeah, 
you know. Yeah, roosters, bunnies, dragons, lol. And dragons, then, and that then was a tough one. Dragons was a tough pill to swallow. Um, and then, wait, yeah, so you played Penrith in round four and lost, and yep. then again in round eight and yeah. lost. Yeah, and round eight we almost won. Or we were close. They, was, they did, but they, no, no, no. I remember that game. We won that game. Yeah, we did. We won that game. <laughs> you won it 28 to 16 to the Panthers. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because there was a try at the end because we were like... Fuck it. Fuck we, it, we whatever. Like, fuck it. And I think Liam Martin scored. But then there was a very uncharacteristic drop nut from Jake Trebojevic that would have put us into the lead. I remember the game very well. We, yeah. won, we won that we game. We won that game. It was in Bathurst. So, right. you know... At the end of the day, people get jealous. They see a club like Manly coming fucking dead last, worst start of the season of all time, ascend to fourth place, one game away from making the grand final. They know, everyone knows, that Manly can and will beat the Rabbitohs, and people are jealous as fuck. Yeah. They're like, how the fuck is this possible? Why can't my West Tigers go on a great run like that? Why can't my Dragons go on a great run like that? Why can't my Doggies go on a run like that? Why can't my Eels win a fucking final game that matters for once? Like... People are jealous as fuck. I get it. Eels hate finals. We know that. That we can sort of understand. Eels allergic to finals footy. I thought, look, put it this way. Ray Stone hates finals footy. <laughs> I hate to say it. Yeah. But it, it's an interesting decision to make to put a bloke in at dummy half who can't pass. I feel bad for Ray, but unfortunately, Ray, like you we, played, have, to you played, you we have, we have to have this conversation, Ray. We could have, we could, you could have played a big bopper up there and it would have done a job. Mate, but. they had fucking Will Kennedy on the bench. Now, Ray Stone... No, Will we, Smith. Will Smith, sorry. We were gassing up Ray Stone last week because of how his, his stats the week before, which were like 50 tackles, zero misses, zero metres gained, zero, zero fucking assists. Yeah, like, so basically, all Ray did in his first game that we were che like cheering him on for was just snap cunts in half. Which Ray can do. Ray can take souls. What was probably should have been. But he can also give them back. He can return the soul. <laughs> he takes them. He taketh and he giveth back. We, those stats the week before also illuminate the fact that Ray not, and certainly the stats stats from the weekend. Ray has it. He's got a couple in him. He knocked the ball on from dummy half twice. He threw a forward pass from dummy half, and then he fucking threw to. I think you, in equal parts, give Junior Paulo and Ray Stone credit for that final fuck-up of the game. But, like, I was interested why you wouldn't have brought Will Smith on. Where that's it. The commentators were like, listen, I think Ray's fucking... Ray needs a breather. Like, <laughs> Ray needs a fucking breather. Let's just... Let's, let's give him a rest and let's bring fucking Will Smith on to rip and tear. Well, I just think that with the game on the line... You've, you're in attacking positions. The game is there to be won. The Panthers are on the fucking ropes. This is set up for a famous victory. I was back. I was going for the Panthers. So was uh, I. So for the Eels. So was I. Fucking oath I was. And it was the game was there to be won. It and was. I just think to myself, Brad Arthur, if you've if you've seen Ray Stone to date in this to game. date in this game have a uh, fucking Barry Crocker let's call it what it is well I mean it put Morgan Harper's shit game to shame yeah. then you just think to yourself what do you have so much confidence in Ray Stone who isn't a hooker to do a job when yeah. he hasn't done a job yeah this isn't like Cameron Smith having a bad game and like no but we'll stick with him because he's a champion no. Yeah, exactly. Do you know champion. what I mean? It's like, that was... An like, champion will rise to the occasion. It's like, no. I don't think Ray has it in him to go up that level. That was an overwhelming 
level of confidence in uh, in Ray Stone of not an actual hooker fame. <laughs> in the biggest game of your life. Even Ray was probably like, dude, what the fuck, He was man? probably looking going, are you fuckers going to pull me when off When are you going to bench me for fuck's sake? So, but, you know, you know, I mean, look, Pat, it was a firstly great game of footy. Fucking phenomenal game of rugby league. Loved it. Eight and, six. Six for Cowie. And Parramatta played very well to almost win it. But unfortunately, in the harsh light of day, Eddie, light provided by the sun itself, the Eels not up to it. Couldn't get it done. And when they it's they were in the position to get it done. Yeah. They were in the and position can, to and do you it. You can turn around and say, look, we didn't have Mitch Ryan, and I'd be like, okay. No, not Mitch Ryan. Fucking What's his name? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reed Marnie. Reed Marnie. I always get them mixed up. I don't know why. <laughs> One's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were Reed Marnie Lassard. Yeah. And I go, okay, sure, whatever. But you were in a position to win it. You went with Ray Stone. Ray Stone can't play footy. <laughs> he can snap people, but he can't pass. And that was that's on you. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's on you. It's on Brad. The, the, the blaming of the refs, I was I found weird. Because, like, watching it as a completely neutral third party, don't give a fuck. I was Mate, like, I thought it was ref well. The ref did, like... The ref stayed out of like, it. Like, there was some shit where maybe Parramatta fucking played for penalties or, like, I think at one point the game was called back because there was a guy injured in back play or something like that, which, you know, I think is within the letter of the law under current... Situ- like under the current situation, but well, I can there, see there's been controversy because apparently it's not the first time that the same trainer has kind of stopped play for something questionable. The, well, NR- I mean, the like, NRL has launched an investigation yeah, this morning. Yeah, so they've launched an investigation. And there, there was that one where Fergo stayed down to milk the penalty and then just got. That's straight why, back if you're up. a Parramatta fan, I'm like, what the fuck are you whinging about? Fergo with the most blatant, literally lays down, pretends he's got a sore neck, and then the guy who's obviously tackled him says something to him, and Fergo jumps up. In like two seconds, and it's like to go from having a debilitating neck injury where you couldn't fucking, you were like laying on the ground in pain to like, he might have broken the record for the quickest a human's ever stood up in, in a moment and then and then launches back at him. Quite the turnaround. Quite the turnaround. And quite all the commentators the are like, this ain't a good look, Fergo. Mate, I didn't watch that game and have any real problem with the refs at all, to be honest. I thought it was ref pretty well. I've got a question for you, Eddie. It flowed. I've got a question for you, and this is an honest one, and you feel free to answer it honestly, but also you could lie. Do you remember any of the game? Not. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I remember moments. Yeah. But I wasn't blowing up at the telly. No. No. Do you know what I mean? I remember um, I remember thinking to myself, if Nathan Cleary was a winner winner, would this game be iced? Okay. So yeah, I mean, so you're thinking that Nathan could have played better. I kind of I can see that. I can see how you I Look, it's hard to know, right? Because obviously you and I come from the... uh, We subscribe uh, to, I guess, the Dribble and Yarn handbook. That's all we can do. The unqualified opinion. Um, And maybe it was the quality of defence. Or maybe the halves didn't stand up. From either side, really. Like, neither halves created anything. Blew the game open. Yes, exactly. Um, 
So, mate, it's, it's yeah. I actually don't. I, I hadn't even really thought about that. You did send me a message. Now I remember that because I wasn't fucking nuts deep in a session. But I wonder if anyone else will be saying that about Nath because he has stood up in Origin games and ripped. But yeah, he has the regular season final game. Or it's not but but he's finals. so fucking good that he should that he be. has the ability to. Right, yes. that's the difference. Yeah, is that like his ceiling's ridiculous. And, and he has it. it in him to rip games apart. Yep. And I don't see it as much as I do in other games from him. Panthers fans, reach out. Were you happy with... Were you happy or not? I'm just pointing out... Leave what... it in the YouTube comments. Were you happy with Cleary? Did you love his work? Did you love his work? Because I think we can all admit that that was a lucky... That was a get out of jail a little yes. bit. Yes. Yes. And now they're on against a storm. Who the fuck knows what happens there? You know? I... <sighs> You know, look, you never know in rugby league. That's the beauty of the game. I heard you, someone you never saying, know, but I tell you what, arrested storm. Yes. Yeah. Would you agree with that all those weapons? Like that was a fucking tough physical game of rugby league football. That would be bashed to fucking near to mm. death after yes. that. Yeah. There was a and few good articles that were just like the real winner out of that game was the storm. Would you agree? Yeah. Uh, but I also heard some people saying, like former footballers, I'm pretty sure, who were like. There's also a school of thought that going into a game off the back of a hard game, like a hard-fought win, can potentially be more beneficial because your like your defense is dialed in, mm. and so it's like you're coming in sort of with a with a good mentality and switched on. Obviously, that but could, the stats, you, can, you can you can make it fucking. But the stats point to having a rest. Absolutely, like absolutely. The, I think what in the in the last ten years or even longer, the only team that's won the comp that didn't get the week off is the Cowboys, who yes. lost to the Broncos and then beat them in the grand final. Yeah. So, even though the old school say, "Mate, you fucking get your defensive line set and all that shit," statistically, the week off's good for the soul. Of course, I think it was. More and surely getting bashed near to death is part of that. Well, especially in a game like that. Um, but I don't really. It's. It, I don't give a fuck who wins that game. Manly, I think. Well, who would we rather play? Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> I think realistically. Or do you say, Laura? Oh, averages, like, there's, how, there's no way possible for us to lose to the Storm three times. Three in times row. in a year. You could say that. It would also be sweeter. The victory would be sweeter. Yeah, it would. It'd be sweet. But would the loss be worse? No, well, to you a little bit, Dave, but we can just fire you. So, like, it's not entirely a problem. I tell you what, after the shit Gerd said, I want Penrith in the grand final. I want us to beat them and then just fucking, we'll just DM him nut shots. Shots of nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I think that's pretty, I think that's reasonable. It's classy. It's not abusing the man. It's just like, here you go, here's photos of our balls. Sorry, dude, beat ya. Because I think his thing as well that he was saying on um, the Saturday NRL show for Triple M was like he didn't like the system where Pen the two best teams all year are playing off in the semi. It's like, well, if you don't win the comp, you weren't the best team all year. Or like, you know what, what I mean? What do you like, mean he doesn't like that system? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. You lost round one. That's yeah. why you're here. That's why you're there. I know. Otherwise, guess where you'd be? You'd be on the other side of the draw. Yeah. Oh, how weird is that? I didn't understand. He's like, yeah, I don't like the system where the best team's playing off in the semi. And it's like, well, fucking, you lost though. That's how that happens. If There's no lose, system that we can use whereby if you lose round one, you wouldn't go on to the other side. Like unless you tried to do like seeding, like in fucking tennis. But you've still, you'd still, but you'd be, you would, 
it doesn't matter. You'd still lose. You eventually play. Like yeah. if, okay, if you're the highest seed in tennis and you lose round one, you're out altogether. Yeah, exactly. That's what. It's you're like, lucky yeah, you're getting a second chance, yeah, mate. Yeah. You yeah. reckon a loss in first week of the finals means that you should still stay on that side of the draw? And like you, you aren't the best it. team then. No. If you can't turn up in the finals, you're not the best team. Clearly. Yeah, you're just humming along during the year, which is fine. You've had a great fucking regular season where nothing's fucking won. Nothing's happened. The only thing you can do there is make the eight or the four. That's all anyone gives a shit about, Gerds. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Some of these blokes, they just say shit. It doesn't make any sense. No thought. And it must be noted, love Gerds. Do. But I'm, I'm calling out that comment specifically. No, that's, listen, that's, this is about, this is not anti-Gerds, it's anti-Gerds' comment. Because Gerds a great man. But his comment, disgraceful. He should be investigated for it. And potentially, uh, when Manly win the comp, I see a world where Gerds has to potentially present the trophy to Manly or at least come to the sort of celebrations and clean up. I think so. Clean up the dressing, like, clean up the sheds. Yeah, because yeah. he's, got, he's got like fucking multiple cafes as well in, uh, in the Northern Beaches, Girdler's Grind. I've been there. They're, they're pretty good. They're fantastic. So shout out to Gerds. They're actually good. They're cafes. actually really good. But I think that maybe it's free coffee then. Tell you what as well. Tell you what as well, Tom, just as you've pointed it out, a little disappointing. Girdler's in Manly. He's, yeah. got, he's got one at fucking DY and I, he's got one at... Um, Ring them all. Ring them all. Yeah. Okay. Okay, isn't that strange that you should be bagging the hand that feeds you, mate? You shitting where you eat, Gerds. Just shitting where you eat. You live on the beaches, dude. You live on the beaches or your cafes are on the beaches and now you're saying that Manly are flat track bullies. Is he Trojan horsing us, dude? <laughs> He might be. We let Gerds in. Here's this handsome former rugby league legend. He comes into our peninsula with a you know a gift of coffee and fucking yeah, yeah. lovely you know and, sandwiches and, and delicious shit. BLTs and shit like that. And then he comes in there and from within the fucking peninsula tries to sow seeds of doubt. Seeds of doubt. <laughs> Flat track bullies. He starts just abusing the side. Well, that's what it's escalated to. God knows what he's been doing behind the scenes. Girdler has Trojan horse the peninsula. He's come in with fucking cafes and sandwiches, and now he's shitting on us all. Difference being between the Trojan horse used in Troy, filled with like elite soldiers and one of the hottest men of all time, Brad Pitt, is that we can't be Trojan horsed. Well, we're on to you. Do you know what I mean? You we're on to you. Like, your comments won't defeat us. No, well, we're on to you before we open the horse. Even though you're already technically inside the city walls with all of your cafes and your sandwiches. Cafes filled with sandwiches. Well, the horse is in the city, but, yeah, they, we, haven't, we haven't, but they haven't come out no, yet. No, they haven't. And so and we we're on to you now. We're on to you now. Yeah. We've got you. we got you now, Gerds. <laughs> nice try, brah. Trojan horsing us. Uh, anyway... Manly will win the comp. Penrith will lose this week. And we will DM Gerd's photos of our balls. Um. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit more rugby. How good was Edward? I would like to just uh, point to um, Riley old Des Hasler, where he just goes into the fucking Wiley old, goes into the press conference and just goes, I'm going to play the straightest bat here possibly yes. of all time. Well, of all time. 
Straightest bat of all time. That was the straightest. But like, get your protractors out. That Elbow was... high as fuck. Head over the ball. Just straight. So straight. Such a straight bat. Fucking loved it. I'm just going to talk about the opposition. I'm going to talk about the Roosters. I'm going to talk about how good Souths are. And that's it. And then maybe we'll talk just for a little, for a brief moment about Dylan Walker contract negotiations. Like, that's relevant. Yeah. Like, like that's important now. One week out from a fucking yeah, yeah, grand yeah, final yeah, yeah, qualifier. Yeah. He 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 bodied the fucking journos in that in that presser. Just like, and then he wraps them up himself. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, thanks. All I'm, right, I'm thank off. you. And then they stop for another question. He's like, and then it's like, so you, like they ask him like some sort of esoteric question about the whole season and how it feels. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I like the way you put it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's my coach. That's my coach. It was also, shout out to the Instagram page, RL since 1908, I believe that's the name, uh, who pointed out in a very like, now this is omenry for those of you trying to fucking, you know, write about it for other betting agencies. He found an image of Dez in the press conference and noticed that his hair, when you drag a seagull over the front of it, Aligns perfectly. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I mean, when I saw that, it was like fucking, uh, what was that? Like Da Vinci Code shit. I was like, oh my God, bro. Dez is the Seagulls though. Yes. He is the Seagulls. He's won comps there as a player and as a coach. And as a coach. He embodies the eagle and the spirit of it. And as we said, when some people see Dez's hair, to those untrained in omenry, which is everyone, except Eddie and I, Dez's hair just looks like an overflowing waterfall of honey. Mm-hmm. A honey waterfall. A honey waterfall. Or like a fondue fountain of honey. Yes. So like, you know those fondue fountains with chocolate coming out? That, but, but with honey. honey. But with honey. That's moving what, slower. Yes. Because fondue, chocolate fondue, like quite it, quick. Well, it can move. It can move. I mean, I don't know what like speed per second it is, but it's pretty quick. Yeah, it's quick. Whereas honey's a lot slower. Honey is, denser, is yeah. thicker. Honey just sort of like, that's what Desi's hair is. Honey meanders. Honey meanders. Chocolate flows. Does hun- that help? Honey more like lava. Yes. Like lava can move quick, but that's obviously because of the lava power. Lava fucking- moving towards the sea. Yes. That's what Desi's hair is like yeah. coming out of his head. But it's it's and then it's moving yeah, towards down the sea. To, to, to sea, down to his body, you know, whatever. But that's basically what we're saying. Uh, but look, to those untrained in omenry, you just see what's in front of you, which is a, a honey, a cascade of honey coming out of someone's head. Yes. What we see is an eagle. Yes. <laughs> I forgot what I was And why do say. we see an eagle? Why do we see an eagle? Because we see... We see the omens. Manly winning the comp. Yeah, we read omens. Because we read omens and omenry specifically. Now, if that's gone over your head, it's because you don't get it. So you don't get it, you don't read omens... And in fairness, no one else does. But I, w- I, I will say this: I have granted some, I have granted some dribblers in the comments every once in a while a uh, a, a bachelor of omenry because they've sent through some ones like that guy who sent through the one that was Papali, and it was the smoking shirt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's passed his first year of say omenry one hundred and one. Well, he's done omenry one hundred and one, which is the first subject. Yes. Out of the blocks. He's yeah. past that. He's past that. He's got a credit yeah. or a distinction even. Oh, he's definitely got a... I think that's a high distinction. 
Because that was one that was fucking... But it's only one subject. Like, you've got to do Omen yeah. 102 and obviously there's a few other... It was also rather obvious. But he happened across it. He did happen I mean? across it. He happened it. across it. You've got to be... It, they can just happen right in front of you and just, you miss them. Yeah. It can be obvious. Sometimes the, the best omens are obvious. We know this. But, you know, he, he managed to find it. So we should actually probably get together. Like, we should work out what the full fucking suite of subjects is for, like... Yeah. Uh, and there'll be in the bachelor's degree just off the top of the dome for a, a 32 subject, <laughs> just off the top of the dome. Yeah. That's, that's four years of uh, obviously of your bachelor. Yeah. Then you'll need to do your honours. That's an extra year. Your master's another two. So we're already <laughs> at five, six, seven. And then at least your thesis, yeah. your PhD, at least three years. I want to see at least three years of hard yeah. Some serious work. That gets you to the decade. Yeah. Am I making sense? Yeah. Also, your thesis needs to be approved by professors, Tom and I. Well, yeah, exactly. We've got to be able to read through it. If we don't like what we see, if it's not, you know, 100,000 well, words. It's almost peer-reviewed, right? Well, it is by us. But we're not peers. We're actually superiors. Superior-reviewed. Uh, superior. Mm. Um, that's the path. That's the path. You won't find that on any betting agency that's just writing random articles. Not the point, though. Now... Eddie, there's a bit more rugby league that we've got to get to. A couple other things to touch on. And I will shout out to our friend uh, Clarky's RL column on Instagram. Mm. Because he just makes it very, like, he, he's always posting, like, just, the, he'll, you know, he'll post, like, a carousel of, like, the biggest fucking news in rugby league of the week or something like that. And it just makes it very easy. You go, oh, um, these are some things just to whip through on a Monday morning. Yeah, so Clarkie's RL column here. Round the league, updates from everywhere. Uh, so the Tigers set to sack Maguire unless there's a last-minute change of heart from their board, which I assume that that's not going to happen. What, they're just going to be like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll sack him. Oh, you know what? I actually don't know if we should now. But, I mean, the Tigers seem to... not necessarily learn from the past. It's almost like, you remember in, you know that movie 51st Dates with Adam Sandler? Yeah. And he goes into that hospital where people got all like the different memory issues. And there's that guy like, hi, I'm Tom. And he's like, hey Tom, nice to meet you. And he's like, and then just looks away and the guy turns up and goes, hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Tigers yeah. don't seem to remember what happened like five minutes ago. <laughs> And then they just do the exact same thing again. And you're like, wait. What's going on here? What's going on? Like, did you guys just sack another coach? Again, it hasn't happened yet, but... There is a lot of rugby league whisper that that's what's happening, though. Um, we've talked about this before. I just, I don't know. It, unless you've got a, a motherfucker lined up to take over from Madge, what's the point? There, it, <laughs> And also... As we've said before, if one of the reasons that you aren't able to spend a shitload of your salary cap is because players are telling the club via their agents that they don't want to play for Madge, then that's a concern. That's a big fucking concern. One you need to take on board. Yep. But if that's not the case and you don't have anyone elite lined up to fucking take over from Madge, and I'm talking like elite elite here, what's the point? Because look around, mate. Look around. It's always the same coaches that win. 
and no one else does a fucking goddamn thing. No. So are you seeing a pattern here? Are you seeing one? Because the pattern I'm seeing is most coaches suck. Sorry. You just don't. You, it's the haves and have-nots. You either got hot coaches with honey hair or you got bald losers. Makes sense? And bald is more, nothing wrong with being bald. That was just more a specific reference to someone who was. Yes. You know what I mean? We're, we're not, we're, we're, we're not anti-balding. No, of course not. I mean, look at our hair. How could we be? Um, although that doesn't make sense. Cause <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. All I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with being bald. That's right. Um, Clarkie is also thrown up there. Well, just quickly, did there anything fucking big happen last week? You know, like we always record a podcast and as soon as we fucking leave, like something happens. Is there any big news of the last week that we fucking missed? I don't think so. Mad Monday. Are the Broncos, uh, Flegler and Ricky getting into a fight? Uh, yeah, it's a bit old that. now yeah. though. Um, but yeah, that probably was one. That probably, that may have even been it. Um, that may have even been the fucking thing that we mm. thought it was. There's a, there's a young going around that we're going to sign Aaron Woods. Manly is? Really? Yep. It's interesting. Again, Clarky RL column is also so basically the the manly yarns were we're going to re-sign Dill till twenty twenty three, which I like. Dill's been fucking great off the bench. Love Dill off the bench, mate. And then uh, Aaron Woods, who I would imagine won't make the team, but it's like he's an older statesman. Bit random. Well, I guess if you're bolstering your fucking reserves, you're probably going to pay fuck all for him, and then it's like if. We have injuries. He can do a job. He's not going to fucking win you games, but he can do a job. Mm, just looking for a job doer. I think that's more what it is. Like we're just trying to look for someone who's like will do a job. Yeah. As opposed to someone who won't do a job. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, in recruitment, and I've always said this, this is an old rugby league adage, mm. look for men that do jobs. Yeah. Especially, when, especially when it's like a... When over you, those that don't. Yeah. When you're trying to make an astute cap... Uh, considerate purchase. Mm. You're just looking for a, a bloke that basically all he has on his resume is will do a job. Look, I wouldn't. If you're looking for a new job, right? Yeah. You're in the you're in the the job hunting game at the moment, and you want to fucking you want to make your resume look tip top. Put that at the top in yeah. the bio. Will do a job. Would if I was a, an employer and I read that, I'd go, holy fuck, this guy. At least straight to the top of the list. Straight to the top of the list. He's in the maybes pile for sure. Well, he's gone from, I don't know who the fuck you are, to this bloke's impressed me out of the gate. Yeah. Now, obviously, he has to come in an interview, and if he repeats that sort of rhetoric, he's gone a long way to getting the gear. Well, if you say on your resume, I'll do a job, and then you come into the job uh, interview... And it's like, oh, so what are your what are your strengths? Oh, well, I can do a job. Yeah. Like, Look, I'm not I'm not I'm not flashy, I'm not elite at my craft, but I'll turn up every day. I'll work hard and I'll do a job. I'm a job doer. Can you expand on that? I'll do a job. You're hired. <laughs> now, I think that there is probably some correlation between the doer of a job and the trucker of nut. And Aaron Woods has certainly gone from a Australian New South Wales representative forward. And as his career's progressed, he is now 
a doer of job and a trucker of nut. Well, what is trucking nut? It's doing a job. It's a job. Yeah. Do you, you understand what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you wake up in the morning, you know, this is Aaron Woods, you say goodbye to your wife, say goodbye to the kids, you get in your car, you're off to do a job. You are. Yeah, I'm heading off to do a job. You're off to do a job. Yeah. You're not off to play footy. You're, you're off not to a do football. a job. No, you're not a footballer. <laughs> you're, not a footballer. <laughs> you're a truck driver. You're a truck driver. You truck nut. That's what you do. You stand and you wait in queue and then the fucking dummy half passes your ball. You and truck you, it. And you truck it. And you hit the line, you get smashed or you, or you fucking make a couple of PCMs. You play the ball. You make no PCMs. Oh, you might make one. Yeah, no, that's true. Depends you're probably, who you're running at. Yeah, the, the nut trucker usually makes less than 100 PCMs a game. Or 100 metres a game. No, 100. Like, less than 100 metres a game and about PCMs maybe 12, like, nah. 12, 20 PCMs. Yeah, I don't know. If you, leave the, if you leave the paddock with five PCMs, you've done a job. Yeah, single digit PCMs, yeah. you've done a job. Yeah. And you get back, you get back into queue and you wait, you've turned again. Yeah. And then after the, after the game, again. after the game, you have a shower, you might have a beer, you get in the car, you drive home. And you job miss, done. Yeah, job done. And your missus will say to you, how's your day? And you go, yeah, not bad. Not Tough. bad. Did a job. Did a job. Did a job. You get up in the morning, you do the same thing over and over and over again. Because that's, that's what you do. You're a job doer. You drive trucks. And you're a trucker of nut now. You're now, a truck you, driver. You used to be a footballer. But, but really, you're a truck driver. <laughs> what are you driving? Nuts. Ain't nut. A steed and nut. Yeah, yeah. Are we making sense? A nut filled with air. Um, made of leather. Made of leather. Or with like little dimples on it to yeah. make it easier to catch. Nipples, I think they call nipples. it. Um, <laughs> or a dimple will be in. Yeah, so it's a nipple. Yeah. yeah. I heard Joey call it a nipple. Joey, no. Joey, no. Joey knows a nipple when he's seen it. <laughs> um, but so when you think about it, because obviously Aaron Wood's not necessarily the first person I would pick to sign, but then when you go, well, actually, we're just signing a truck driver. Faceless truck driver. We need someone who can drive trucks. Aaron, do a job. Do a job. Aaron can drive trucks. Aaron can do a job. He'll turn up and he'll do a job. Yeah. Now, it's not going to be a job that anyone remembers. No one's going to write home about it. In terms of like, you know, it'll just be like, oh, you truck nut. Well, that's good. Like, you're not going to get the shine. Truck drivers don't get shine in rugby league. We're not looking for that, though. We're not looking for that. We're not looking for a flashy fucking 18 wheels of justice truck. This is just your stock standard semi. Yeah. You know? And We're not it. expecting an offload. No. Fact, fu- no, don't offload. We're against it. Don't offload. No Keep stops. it by your body. No stops. Don't here. risk it. You're not... You, you, point A to point B, that is all you do. Mate, don't try and fucking show us some new route. No. You know what I mean? Oh, this or is route. quicker. No. No, it's not. A to B, mate. We need Do as you're fucking told. Job. Go the Just speed limit. Job. Don't risk it. When in doubt, think about your job. Think about your role. Truck nut. Against all, uh, above all else. Truck nut. So, you know, I guess every good, every good side with depth has a fucking couple of truckies on the bench. Well, you need, well. Oh, sorry, not on the bench, in the squad. Have you ever heard the, the old trucking adage? I don't know. Without trucks, Australia stops. <laughs> I have heard that. I thought that was rugby league adage. I thought well, that was the, one of the same. Well, I thought that maybe it was borrowed from rugby league. Scomo, well, of course it is. Scomo, a very fucking, uh, you know, fringe rugby league fan. It wouldn't surprise me if, you know, like some betting agency stealing our shit. Scomo, 
uh, stealing without rugby league adages. Without nut truckers, rugby league stops. That's the original adage. Yeah, that has been borrowed and manipulated by big trucking. So you can see the crossover here, punters and dribblers. We don't have a game without the nut trucker. The truckies are the forefathers game. of rugby league. Recognise that before all everyone. Yeah, back in nineteen oh eight. They looked at the game of rugby union and they said, how can we better use the nut trucker? Let's we should get a, dude, we should get a nut trucker's trucker hat. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Badges like fucking, dude. like patches and shit. Just call it the truckies. Yeah, the truckies. <laughs> I like that. A We're obviously, nut, we do a, a nut trucking truckers a hat. A nut trucking truckers hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, not really. The club basically released a statement saying he's completed his contractual duties with the Broncos. He's on leave and begin and due to begin a new contract elsewhere in the commencement in 22. As the matter is now before the courts, the Broncos will make no further comments. So they're like, fuck it, he's not our property. That's so funny. They don't even name the club. He's just signed somewhere else. Uh, yeah, Anthony Milford, just, just uh, the news just dropped as I was uh, on the can. <laughs> that he's been charged with assault overnight. Now, who knows who, what, whatever. Um, domestic violence, it does oh. say, which is not oh, a okay. um, It says uh, he was arrested at 2 a.m. on Monday morning with three counts of assault occasionally, assault occasioning bodily harm and one count of willful damage. Fucking hell. Mm. Okay, well, that's dark as fuck. Domestic violence. That's a, well, as it should be, if that's legit, then that's like career ender. 100%. That's it. Yeah. Done. Good Lord. Wow. Okay. That's a little spicy. That's hairy. That's a little that's hairy. That's a little hairy, that's little a little spicy. Little McClary. I think that's rugby league. I'm back on the Wallabies bandwagon. Not that we ever left, but certainly a bit more like, oh, hey, the boys. Well, obviously, the boys. Back-to-back -back wins over the world champs. I don't know how many times we've sat here on this podcast and told it how it is. Plenty. And Every time. When I'm reared on a diet of wins as a young boy, yep. then that's... Or girl. girl. But like me specifically, I when I was reared, winning was everything. You like, were reared as a boy. But like when you're reared that way... And your Wallabies win and win well and win trophy after trophy after trophy. That's sort of the benchmark. And it's hard for me to go backwards. So it's hard for me to celebrate losses. You and I, Eddie... Do you know what I mean? We were, as you said, reared. But like the, the, the fuel that grew these bones and these bodies to be as, you know, uh, sizable and presence and become presences that we are, like just physically... Those bones were nourished on victories, on yeah. greatness, on fucking trophies. Exactly. So the expectation is no less. The body is only sustained by success. Exactly. Like if you're reared, like as an example, if you're English and you were reared having never seen your team win an Ashes victory. Like or that's having the, like no that's fluoride the, in your water. That's the benchmark. Yeah. Being mediocre, being shit. Yeah. So like when you get a rare win, it's like, holy fuck, that was special. But they can cop losses or because like they were reared on losses. Or if you're like an Eels fan who is under the age of 40 and are DMing us after the weekend going, you better talk about how good we played because that's it for you. you. You played well and lost. 
That's it. Like, like that's that's a big deal for you guys. But that's your expectation. Yes. That's a pass mark for you is to put up a good performance but lose. Whereas when you're reared on W's, only they're W's. Wins. They're wins for Parramatta fans. Yeah. But for us, only W's will do. Yeah. And W's the Wallabies are giving us at the moment. At the moment. Taniello Tupo played 77 minutes and fucking ripped. I don't know who was man of the match, Dave. Can you check? Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he was. But 77 minutes. He is so... And again, you know, my interest in rugby has waned with the lack of W's. But I've never seen a front rower like him ever. He is quick, nimble, agile, fucking footwork. Ball skills. He threw that fucking no-look Josh Schuster blind man pass to Corabidi for a try. Like, he is a fucking handful. He's a footballer. He's a footballer, that kid. He's huge. Can you get his dimensions, please, Dave? Yeah. He is fucking humongous. And, like, the muscle... He's all muscle. Yeah. Like, he's oh just... God. Jack. Yeah, he's 1.78 meters and he's 135 kilograms. What? So he's, he's under he's six not, foot. He's, he's not even what, six he's 5'11 and he's 135 kilos. And muscle, dude. Are you serious? He is well, all that's where he's getting muscle. Away yeah. From the muscle. Fucking oath. But like. Because you can't be 5'11 and 135. Well, you can. You're just fat as if, fuck. But you've got to be muscle. Yeah. Or you're fat. Or you're just. Or you're just fucking morbidly obese. Yeah, but but he's in a fucking chair. He is like. He is obviously a product like anyone is that reaches the highest level, a product of hard work. But you cannot... And determination. And determination. But you cannot deny just the absolute genetic freak that he is. Like, he's just got it all. It's fucking crazy, man. He is a fucking freak. But... And some, it's a body we've lacked for a long time. Well, a point of difference, right? Like a front yeah, rower with dynamic. a yeah, and a, like a he, a front rower with a bit about him. No offense to the front rowers of the past. I'm not having a shot at front rowers, but just like there's to, in my mind, there's no one else like him in world rugby. I'm sure the All Blacks probably have like six guys like him, and someone's going like, "Oh, fucking!" But it seems like there's no one else like the Tong and Thor Taniela Tupo. He is big. He is thick. He is too big, too thick. He is the big, thick boy. Too strong, too big, too thick. But pump South Africa, we did. Back to we back pumped games. them. They're world champions. Were. We are now. Rugby league math. We're and world champions. they were world number one. Now we are. Rugby league math. Now people would point out that we lost to the All Blacks. I would argue to them, you haven't played South Africa yet. Yeah. We're world champions. Wait till they play uh, South Africa before you start coming at us. Because right. we lifted. We were like, oh, we're going to play the world champs this week. Let's lift. New Zealand weren't the world champs. So sometimes you don't so get up. Lift. So Sometimes you don't get up. And yeah, we're not happy about it. We should have won. We're also part of New Zealand. But, uh, you know, I think that we're, we can comfortably say, though, that we're the champions now. I think so. I think I'm. I'm Shout out to Willie B, who made that meme. I'm more than happy to say that we're the champions now. More yep. than happy to say that. I also think, Tom. I love it when you think. That with the, uh, the upcoming decision, at least as far as I've been led to believe, to scrap the Giddo law in favour of the let's win law. Win it or cost law. Yeah. Uh, let's bring the fucking glory back to the Wallabies law. Yeah. I can only see us going up and up and up. Now, yeah. if, like, work with me here, punters and dribblers. 
work with if him. there is an environment in which a rugby union kid who loves the game has an opportunity to go overseas and play the world's best and make shitloads of coin and then travel around Europe and, you know... Crumpet life. Crump, that, that beautiful crumpet life and nip down to the bloody south of France and drink rosé and, you know, have the time of... Chong his, honeys. Yeah, chong honeys. Like, that is a very... Sell, that's a sellable product you yes. got there. That's yes, something I can take to the markets, set up my little stall, and I can flog the fuck out of that. Tell you what you can't flog, Eddie. You want to move down to Canberra? Yeah. Oh, how, do, how about playing in Canberra against, um, you know, not the best talent in the world? Uh, and It's a bit cold. It's a little bit cold. And listen, I know how we said that we were a professional league. We're now semi-professional, so you will need a side job. You will. We've got a cafe lined up, though. Cafe lined up. In can, there at 5 and they're, they're really fle- They're really flexible. With training and stuff, you know? Like really flexible with shifts. Like, they, they can make it work for you. Yeah. Um, You're so obviously going to need to go and learn how to become a barista, though, if you don't already know. Um, now, listen, like, as we said, they're, ha- they're happy to uh, at least give you a 10% discount on the course... So you'll obviously have to pay full freight for the course, but if you bring in your receipt to the cafe once they hire you, they'll yes. give you ten percent of, uh, of your outlay back. You also get free coffees every shift, so it's good. It's good for you. Yeah, you might it's be tired. Obviously, you'll be training your ass off. Then you come in at five in the morning, but you will have free coffee. Now that's that situation, that little scenario. That's a little bit harder for even Tom and I. It's to a sell hard sell. Look, no, there. It's you are landlocked in Canberra. There are no beaches. There's a couple of dams though. There's a well, the lake. There's a lake. Well, lake Burley Griffith. That is that the one with the fountain in it? Yeah. Yeah. Now listen, I'd say wear a condom if you're going to swim in it, uh, just because generally it's. I don't think people swim in Lake Burley Griffith. That's why I'm saying if you were going to, because we got to sell you on some body of water. Yeah. Just wear a condom. Wear up like a full body dummy. Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. Maybe get is that like what you're a. Saying? Well, I wasn't thinking the full body, but that's probably oh, just smart wear one as well. on your on your hog, on so your you hog. don't get a sexually See, transmitted disease. Or just like any of the fucking bacteria swimming up your pee hole or something. Who knows, dude? It's Lake Burley Griffin. It could be anything. There could be fucking pee hole swimmers in there. You is know? it Griffin or Griffiths? I think I think it's Griffin. Yeah, it is Griffin. Yeah, um, I was saying Griffith. But you know, there's it, it, if you're going to swim in the lake, wear a condom, which we can again get you a discount on. There's things that we can do. Now, that's one side of the coin. That's the other selling. side of the coin is what I said before. Make shitloads of money, root your way around Europe, and play the best in the world. Now, they're worlds apart. They are worlds scenarios. apart. They are. Those two scenarios are worlds apart. I would also argue, in terms of fostering talent, that one, probably more likely to see success for the green and gold than the other. Yeah. There is also the little threat of rugby league that has deep, deep, Deep pockets. And we've seen in the last five years that the best rugby union talent goes where? Uh, rugby league. So... Or, yeah, yeah. Or the... And the the most run-of-the-mill rugby league talent that goes to rugby union represents a country. Uh, just to give you an, an example of where... But if there is a pathway to going overseas making shitloads of coin and eating crumpet for a living, that's not a bad pathway to take. Oh, that's a pathway you want. That's a pathway you want. 100%. Let them go. Let them eat crumpet. Let them play in Europe because no one wants to go to Canberra. No disrespect to Canberra, the capital of the nation that no one cares about. No disrespect. But no one who can get crumpet overseas will be opting to stay in Canberra. No. 
Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make sense. But if you go down that path, now we've got an environment where, holy shit, we've got some big, thick, talented boys overseas ripping and tearing that we can now call upon twice a year to represent the green and gold. And now I'm starting to believe that the Bledisloe can be one and again. Webb Ellis fucking droughts can be broken. How I'm about, starting to believe again. How about our boy uh, Michael Hooper? of the most capped captain in Australian history fame. We were talking about this on the weekend. Like, poor old Hoops. Wrong era. Wrong time, wrong place. Like, he won't be remembered in the history books. He will for statistics like what you just said. Yes. But, like, if you don't win, no one really gives That's a shit. One of the things that I found crazy was, like, just before the, I think, the international season started... There was all this chat about like whether he was the right captain. And it was like, yeah, he's a great player, but he, he hasn't had a winning, like the team hasn't been winning. I'm like, surely you're not fucking putting the, the success of the team down to the captain solely. But surely you're He not- fucking, his games are a 10 or a 9 out of 10. Like that's eight at worst. He is always the best player on the fucking field. But also, are you trying to tell me that our lack of success in the last 20 years isn't cattle related? Exactly. And he being the fucking one of the best cattle we've produced ever. That's the reality. He's one of the best players ever. You can't be fucking the youngest captain we've ever had, the most capped captain you've ever had, fucking 100 tests player before you're fucking 28. Yes, it's been a shit time. And, you know, maybe in, the, as you say, in the annals of history, in the, uh, as we w- look back, is he better than George Smith? No. Is he better than Phil War? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe that's too big a fucking call. Phil was a great player as well. But he's certainly up there. He's certainly up there. Um, but maybe it's part, maybe this is part of the turning around. He's not 30 yet, is he? Maybe he's 30 now, Dave. How old is he? He'd be 30. He's our age. No, nah, he's younger than us. Is he? I think so. I think he is, yeah. He is. He's, you. he's 29, turning 30 this year. There you go. Did you turn 30 this year? You lucky duck. Um, yeah. Anyway, I just think it's pretty fucking impressive what he's been able to do. Even if it isn't a shit side and a shit error, like he's so clearly like head and shoulders above everyone else of the whole fucking of the time, right? He's a beast. Yeah, he's a fucking beast. He is a fucking beast. Um, a lot of time for hoops. A lot of time. But building nicely... Building nicely. Good to yeah. see some fucking wins, baby. I and mean, it's good stuff. Do we play the All Blacks again this year or no? No. So we just we had play our... Argentina twice. Did we just lose to them three times? Yep. Yeah, right. Tough though, right? Tough. We lost them three times, yeah. yeah. One's like a standalone Bledisloe match and then the other two are part of the rugby championship. Yeah, right. So we're two and two at the moment. Technically. Uh, sweet. All right, was there anything else in rugby? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but there were a couple. Of, there were a couple of calls in that game that, even though the Wallabies were winning, made me want to turn the TV off and stop watching rugby in forever. Did you see the one where Kellaway tackled the dude who jumped to, to catch a pass, and Kellaway got done for tackling some dude in the air? Shout out to Kellaway of former Scots boy fame. Uh, He's no, a good player. He is a good player. No, I didn't, Dave, but that was a part, like, there are always mm. decisions in rugby union games that you just shake your head at, where and, you're just like, what the fuck? And then did you see the other one where they almost red-carded Swinton? Swinton. They eventually went with a the yellow, but when they were like, yeah, I'm thinking about a red card for this, I was just, 
exploding. Swinton fucking gets gets carded though. I saw <laughs> yeah. him get fucking red or yellowed in his first game he ever played for the Wallabies. Yeah. He's a, he certainly doesn't mind fucking hitting people. Uh, but... That was just so clearly shoulder first and yeah. then like incidental head contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, again, don't actually... I, but that's, I mean, look, you've got, to, you've got to go into games of rugby union with that in mind. Like, it's like a baseline be, expectation. It's a baseline expectation. There's going to be cause in this game they're going to go annoy me. Yeah, sometimes you do need a doctorate to understand what the fuck is going on. It's all very vague. It's all open to interpretation. Um, some refs just love the sound of their own voice. Others, not so much. Like that's it is what it is. Expect fifty penalties a game. Yeah, you just you just you go in with that. So go in with the expectation there'll be at least forty penalties, and if there's less than that, you should be happy. That's it. You walk away with a win. Um, it's the guide to enjoying rugby union. Assume forty penalties. There you go. Write that article. So Brazilian football player Hulk. I don't know if you've heard of him. Weird I name, but we can get over that. He's, he's played for Brazil in football for a while. Um, he has just announced that he is pregnant. He, him and his partner is pregnant with it with his fourth child. His partner is his ex-wife's niece. Start that again. Yeah. Okay. I got to switch on. For yeah, this. yeah. You do. So I'll start. I'll start chronologically from the beginning. Okay. Brazilian player Hulk was dating this woman, Iran Angelo. Yep. Um, in late 2019, ended that relationship. He has now just announced he's pregnant with his new partner, who is the niece of said ex-wife. Right. So, and technically, then his niece. Yes. Or former niece. Former niece. Yes. Jesus Christ! The family unit. That's a modern so family. Yeah. Right. I was watching. Um, they I didn't have that like- storyline. Hulk is retired now. Um, Wouldn't he be quite old? Is he? He's, old? he's thirty-five. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't not say it doesn't say former. How old is the niece? Football. Thirty-two. Okay. So how old was how old was his wife? Yeah. Um, I can look that up. Man. It certainly the title of niece sounds way grosser. Well, it's it is gross, but it sounds way more fucked well, up. She's thirty-three. So she had a niece who was a year younger than her. Well, that's possible. That's yeah. modern family right there. That's a scene of modern family. I was watching this show last Apart night called... Um, fucking your niece bit. Lilo Row, I think, or something like that. Basically about this um, pyramid scheme. It's on Prime. It's good. About this pyramid scheme um, whereby they were selling fucking like leggings and maxi skirts and shit like that. Anyway, they had... A hu- this husband and wife, second marriages, had like... 11 or 14 kids or something but from separate marriages and anyway two of them ended up getting married to each other i'm like that's strange well, but no, not related though no but still but their parents used to be together well the parents are together so they are stepsisters oh like their step siblings who then got married right yeah hairy one i'm like how old were they when they met don't know. Because that's one. Like, if you meet when you're like, oh, yeah, our parents are married, but I'm fucking 20 and you're 20 and, like, you're hot. It's weird. It, yeah. But I get meeting at Can 20. You, would you go, but could you go through with it? Or is it just like... Cause Put it this way. Who's the hottest chick in the world apart from your fiancé, Ella, for you? Just throw one out there. Hall pass. Who would it be? Tom Jabojevic in a wig. <laughs> I don't know. I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Who would yours be? 
to be honest, it's a great point you said because when I get asked this as well, I'm like, there are fucking millions. There's millions. I There's so many. I don't have a hall pass, put it that way. Well, neither do I. <laughs> I certainly don't. And I'm not, the, I'm not in the business of handing them out. I either. don't want a hall pass, but I'm certainly not giving one out because that's far more dangerous. But also, hall passes are lame. But also, it's definitely not weighted in our favour, the hall pass, which we've acknowledged, I think, on previous broadcasts. Let's just say, who's the hottest actress in the fucking world? I don't know. Again, I don't know. Jennifer Lawrence? No. But yeah. I used to be obsessed with her at one point. You did. You were obsessed with her. Um, Where's this going, though? What I was going to say Margot is, Robbie. Go Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. 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 So, perfect. let's say that your mum and Margot Robbie's dad get together when you are 24 years old and Margot is 25, whatever the fuck her age is. First time you meet, parents, oh, his dad's your boyfriend. You're like, holy shit. And then she sees you and she's like, oh, damn. Yeah, are like, you telling me you don't? I think you go there. But are you only going there because it's Margot Robbie? Well, if she's as hot as Margot Robbie, then no. Because I don't give a fuck about her being in movies and shit. It's about her being hot. What if she's a six and a half, seven? Well, then no, it's not Margot Robbie. <laughs> like, But do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Basically, but, the, like the the... the the couple, the man and the woman, weren't Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt in the situation I'm describing. Okay, sorry, right. Yeah, yeah, they weren't. But maybe they are tens to each other, you know, which is nice. Surely. Yeah, sure. But I, no. just think, I just think it's like an ongoing thing you have to explain to people. There's a lot. And try and yeah. justify it. Yeah. Oh, your sisters? <laughs> <laughs> like your siblings? No, we're not siblings. We're stepsister and brother and... Listen, I know it's weird, but we we never lived in the same house together. We didn't. We only we met, met when we were, when we were like nineteen and eighteen. Like, uh, like, I know it's weird, but it's just a little bit like to have that conversation over and over and over. Yeah, and over. is it worth? How it? did you meet? Oh, my parents are married. Yeah, <laughs> our parents. Our are parents married. are married. Wait, as in your brother and sister? Well, yes, technically, but not blood related. <laughs> right. Look, I'm just trying to introduce you. Yeah, we're at like a fucking dinner, and I've got to hear about how you. Don't fuck your legal brother. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe that's just not worth it. You know, like, is lo maybe that isn't worth love. Yeah. True love. True love, yeah. Maybe that's Trump's true love. It's just impractical. Yeah. Does. Impracticality trump true love. Yeah, in the case of siblings. Or practicality. I think it does. In the case of fucking your sibling, or at least that being the perception, I think it's like, you know what, not worth it. Not You could be Margot Robbie, but it's just not Is worth it. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Because that's one hell of a squeeze. It's a serious squeeze. And unless the juice is Margot Robbie, and even then, you're still having to justify it. And then you look like a sick, like, yeah, of course you're fucking your sister. It's Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure, you're not blood-related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, not blood-related. Uh. <laughs> I won't tell. Don't worry. I won't tell the cops. Yeah. I'd fuck my sister too, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And she's famous. So then that's in the fucking papers. That's in the papers as well, yeah. Like a lot. Did I tell you my next-door neighbours in uh, was a mate of mine? And he's a, he's, a good, he's a good dude. I haven't seen him for a minute. But uh, his mother... Divorced his dad and remarried her first cousin and had two kids. I was under the impression that that was illegal. 
that first cousins is where issues arise, genetically speaking. Yes, and they had now, two can kids. Can you confirm that deal? They had two kids, both, to my understanding, all good. But I think they say it maybe goes to their kids. They might have some issues. Oh, it says, I don't know. Um, it, first cousins have an inbreeding coefficient of 0 0.0625. So that's not a lot, I assume? I don't think so. I mean, I, but I think... You, what, you reckon that you can unpack that coefficient? <laughs> uh, I'm saying that if I'm going to unpack it, which clearly Dave isn't... I'm Dave's, just trying to read more Dave's to find out what a coefficient yeah. is. I, I'm saying that... Just type this in. Chance of having kid wrong with it if cousin yeah. mate. It, <laughs> yeah. Just like, will my kid be special if I fuck my cousin? It's approximately 2 to 3% chance that the child is there born with a birth defect. Oh, it's low. Yeah. It says the vast majority of children of first cousins are healthy and do not have problems. So there you go. I mean... Is the, it, the stigma's out there in a big oh, way. It's frowned upon. <laughs> I don't think it's encouraged unless you're like in the royal family where I think they sort of love that shit. It says in the, in the US, 0.2% of marriages are between people who are second cousins or closer. Second cousins, I think, is okay. As in, am I doing it? No, but I don't know whether it like... Is there stigma related? I guess there still there is. is. I there think, still I think, is. I think the stigma... Is in just re relatives... I think I think if you share blood. I think if you say to someone, I fuck I'm, with, "I'm with a, a fourth cousin," the the fact that cousins in there at all, well, if you, doesn't set you up. For if success. you're with your fourth cousin, no need to mention it. In don't the sense, it. like I don't know who the fuck my fourth cousin. I've is. got no idea. I don't even know who my third cousin. I don't know who my second cousins are. I know one second cousin. That's it. I think like I know one second cousin. I do find that in uh, the. Uh, Western Oriental gentleman persuasion of which my lovely wife is and my now my daughter as well, obviously Eastern European. Um, they fucking count every cousin. I'm like, oh, cousin, what the fuck? It's like, oh, yeah, duh, duh, through like this way and like, you know, you got to draw a fucking Charlie Day, always sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> thing to try and work out how the fuck you're related. But like their family's humongous, cousins everywhere. And I doubt that they're all first cousins because not enough uncles and aunties exist. We, we seem to care, on the whole, we seem to care less about the whole cousin thing. Yeah, maybe it's a breakdown of the family unit within the whiteys, you know? I think so. I think it might be. I think the whiteys have lost their way. Yeah, we have. And it's sad. It's sad. It's Breakdown of community. Because, Traditional you know what? Family values. It takes a village. To raise a family, Eddie. I've always said that, and people smarter than you and I have always said that. Well, it's and been said the, it's been said since the dawn of time. That's right. What we're saying in a roundabout way is, fuck your sister at your own peril. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see last night? Uh, the Brownlow, obviously. No, won I didn't watch by, any of it. Won by Ollie Wines. Did he win? He did. Did uh, um, there was a dribbler that like tried to tip us into Bontempelli. Uh, Sam Nat Fife coming top twenty. Uh, didn't see that. Nat was giving out the award because he's won it twice. 
Nat Fife had some of them. It had potentially the most obnoxious haircut I've ever seen. Like it was, it was. I'd ne- I don't. It was fucking gross as shit. No full disrespect. Uh, full respect to Nat. Um, but that haircut was. It was like you know the old Hello Sport adage. Wear the hair, don't let the hair wear you. Yeah, yeah. That Nat was being worn by his hair. His hair, it was like, oh, I'm wearing Nat Five tonight. Yeah. What are you going at? I've yeah. What are you five. wearing? I've gone as Nat Five. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, yeah. is he ever? So I mean, you could say that the hair was best dressed because it was dressed as a two-time Brownlow medalist. You could make that <laughs> argument. You could make that argument in court and win. Yeah. No, definitely. And win well. You get Lloyd of the Stars as you carry on. He'll fucking win you that court case. Now, did you say last night that the Dally M's is held over two nights? Two nights. What's that about? Dave, could you get that up? Yeah. I'm not 100% sure why that is. But that seems ridiculous. It does. <laughs> so, as far as I know, I was reading about it before. Um, the first... So, the, it's tonight, actually. 20th? Yeah, tonight and next Monday night. So, I think... And to- next Monday night? Yeah. Fucking hell, it's held over a week? Yeah. Um, so tonight, as far as I am aware, it's going to be like tackle of the year, try of the year, um, like probably that headline moment of the year, like all the stuff that's not really the main awards. So who's expected to go to this? Well, no, because it's all online this year. That's why they are spreading it over to... Because why would that no mean you need attendance. to spread it over two nights? So I don't Because that. they don't have to invite everyone there. Right, but like why fucking, why drag it out? It's not even uh, that big of a like, ratings bonanza, is it? Like, it's not like it's up where it's like, holy shit. Oh, we've turned the final fucking so, but, Kill Bill into two movies or whatever it's like. But when you say it's held, it's, it's held online, is it literally just like a filmed Zoom session? Is that what you're saying? Well, I assume there'll be presenters in the studio, but then there'll just be interviews with players and stuff online. Well, um, it's going to be televised though, right? So Yeah, yeah. So, so it's obviously not yeah. online. But it'd be the same thing potentially as the Brownlow where some people are all in one room where it's all happening and being presented. This is what I would imagine in Queensland. You but that's assume. what I'm saying. People aren't going to go to two events in two weeks. Yeah, right. That's a good point as well. That's why I'm saying like, is it just a case of a fucking presenter being like, these are the award winners this year. And then if you're winning an award in week one, you jump on a quick Zoom and you fuck off. <sighs> Mate. Like, is, this, is the first week just like... Like a bit beta. Well, yeah, the first week... They give out all the shit awards. What's the yeah, point? It says the first week is the fan-voted awards and, like, try the end tackle of the year. It says in the second event, the winners of the Dalian medal, team of the year, coach, captain, and rookie of the year are named. So, basically... It's on next Week Monday. one is... Yeah, it's on, it's, it's on basically not Monday. nothing. It's not a thing. No. It's just a fucking new thing. You know what you should do? Or you could do with the fan vote thing? Just release it in the paper. Or, or put out a media release. Yeah. I don't need to see people interviewed about tackle of the year. Or do it all on the same night. Fucking AFL do. Or if it's too long, put all the dumb, stupid shit awards in the paper. Who gives a shit? Like, do we really care about anything outside of team of the year and coach of the year and player of the year? I don't. No. But if you want to have the fan engagement awards and shit, just have it all on the same night. Just have it all on the same night. It's not that difficult. It's already long. Like, fucking, what's it going to change? 
uh, advertising dollary dues. We get it. Corporate fisting. We understand the corporate fisting. We have been fisted by the corporate dollar and continue to be. But surely they Sometimes don't make money. Fist. Surely they're not going to make money on night one of the Dally Ams. I don't know, Eddie. Who knows? Who knows? We're still waiting for Big Ute to reach out. Big Ute will reach out. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time, Tom. That's all it is. Matter of time. Yep. Um, anyway. We dribbling? I think it's probably time to dribble. Um, all right, now, time for some dribbles. I always forget to do this, but if you want to leave a dribble, go to our Instagram uh, bio and the numbers there. Obviously, it's at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, the numbers there in the bio, call up under 90 seconds or D or Dave will, well, you know what? Sometimes they're over 90 seconds will get through, but... But it's got to be good. A rule of thumb. It's got to uh, be great. It's got to be great to get to, to get in. And if it's long and you're not hooking me in the first like 30 seconds, it's not really going to either. So I have, a, I have a feeling here that Dave, now we've given Dave the job of listening to all the dribbles. I think he's maybe just turning them off. He's not hooked in the first 15 seconds. Is that the case, Dave? Because you could be leaving some fucking gold on the sidelines. I need you to waste every minute of your life listening to these. No, dribbles. I am. Don't worry. But when it gets into the deep end, and because I know we'd be feeling the same thing by yeah. 11.30, it's like this might be an all right discussion but are we really gonna get to it no nah. gotta make captain's call sometimes we've given him we've, we've given, given him the, the keys given you the gotta keys. let him drive he's gotta he's gotta drive and drive he will and drive he is and drive he is all right let's drive let's drive baby let's drive hey fellas how's it going long time listener first time dribbler so bronson sherry's innocent dribbler here bit of a soy sauce chat on monday's potty and it's got me thinking about condiments in general how do you define a condiment? I put the question to the age-old search engine in the sky and to say I was more confused than when I started is a vast, vast understatement. Stuff about a condiment can't be eaten on, on its own. Yeah, not too sure about that. Catch me drinking a, a Porto's Prego sauce by the leader after a night out. Anyway, what's your favourite condiment? I'll let you boys decide where the condiment line is and take it from there. Anyway... Manly premierships never, Rabbitohs premierships soon. Ciao. Um, now, before we get to that, we are just distracted by Ray Lewis coming out. Uh, we're watching the Ravens v. the Chiefs in the NFL. Um, and Ray Lewis, obviously a Ravens legend, came out very much all about Ray there. Obviously, we couldn't hear the crowd. They, they were probably loving it. I think that's like a signature Ray move. Just to dance and come out and be a fucking... Like, I think he did that in his career. Okay. Yeah. Look, we're pretty new to the fucking NFL sphere, so I'm happy just to allow that to play on. Oh, we're just doing our best. We're just doing our best. Now, back best to the... Best condiment con- all time, gravy. Hmm. Mm. Yep. Gravy's pretty fucking up there. Barbecue sauce is pretty good. Tomato sauce is pretty good. I'm a big Prego guy as well. Prego's that. good, but I don't know that the utility. What do you reckon? It's better than gravy. Yeah, I don't. No. The utility. How much value, shit can you pour Prego sauce over? Not much. Can you pour it over meats? Chicken, probably. That'd be it. That'd be the extent. Um, you can put gravy on basically anything. Yeah, you can. You can put gravy on pretty much everything, and sauces like tomato and fucking. Dude, I uh, I got speaking of condiments, I fucking uh, I had some hot English last night with my steak and it blew my fucking head off. How much hot English did you put on? I don't put much. You put like the... That's what's hot English is hot as it's fuck. It's hot as fuck. That's what's... To be fair, 
it was I was out of the mild stuff. Um, but hot English, you only need to the best way to have hot English if you're me anyway is you have a tiny bit of it on and mm -hmm. you need it to sit pretty much in the center of everything you're eating. Like mm -hmm. if it's on the periphery mm -hmm. and it has unfettered access to your taste buds, it'll fucking kill you. Oh yeah. You oh, might shit, yeah. die. No, it'll fucking it'll fuck you up. So you need to be chewing through everything and then getting to the hot English as it mixes through the mouthful. That's it. That's correct. But I tell you what, it's good for a man who... Oh, Raven's early. Uh, good for hay fever in the sense that it, when you have a hot English explosion in your mouth, fucking... Like clear. wasabi. Yeah. Bang. Just works for you. I've never yep. understood how or why. No, neither. Neither. I saw a video the other day on Barstool. All I know is that it happens. It happens. I saw a video on Barstool Sports last week of a chick that ate a fucking golf ball-sized thing of wasabi and then was like... Ugh. I was like, why the fuck would you do that? Obviously a giggle, but Jesus. Yeah, but that seems silly. That's a bit much. Um, anyway, let's move on. Tom, Eddie, Dior, P's and D's. It's the thirsty for Thurston dribbler here. Just a quick question. Do you think the average dribbler has a better chance at lasting 100 balls from Warney or getting the great Don out before he gets 100? Beers soon, manly never, JT forever. Now... Unfortunately for that guy, Kansas City got an intercept. Uh, as, as he started, started his dribble, and I didn't hear the first part of the question. I didn't hear any of it. So maybe play that again, Dave. Didn't seem like it was long. That also fucks me for fantasy because Lamar Jackson's my quarterback. So Tom, that's great. Eddie, Dior, P's and D's. It's the thirsty for Thurston dribbler here. Mm -hmm. Just a quick question. Do you think the average dribbler has a better chance at lasting 100 balls from Warney? Or getting the great Don out before he gets a hundred. Beers soon, manly never, JT forever. I think you've got a better chance of lasting a fucking seeing off a hundred balls. Yeah. There's no way in the world you are getting out the, the great Don Bradman. Maybe now that he's dead, you could. You're not seeing off a hundred nuts either, but like you're you've not got seeing a, off. They've either. got a better chance of that happening. Okay, well, basically, you've got a hundred nuts to face from Warney or a hundred balls to give the Don, right? I think that you Warney. You, you probably get, like, I'm trying to work out what it is. Like, so if you've got 100 balls to get out the Don, you just probably don't get him out. I reckon with Warney, you've just got some chance of standing in front of the stumps with your bat in front of your pads and hoping that you don't get done. Yeah. 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 And like one in a million, maybe you can last 100 balls. Yeah. yeah. Good question, though. Great question. I'd fucking uh, love to face Warney. Eddie Dior. Sorry, dude. No, that's right. Uh, Tom, Eddie, Dior. It's the, uh, the King T dribbler. Uh, boys, over the weekend, I heard um, uh, one of the Fox Sports dribblers, it was probably Corey Parker, um, he mentioned something about, you know, there was a nice southeasterly breeze up there in Rockhampton. Mm. Um, anyway, it kind of got me thinking, boys, what's your favourite wind direction? Um, I feel like the sign of a good dribbler is one that can you know, add some casual meteorology into a conversation unprovoked. Um, so, yeah, I just want to know, what's your favourite wind direction? But more in the terms of, you know, one that really rolls off the tongue really well, you know, whether it's a, a southwesterly or a southeasterly. Nor'easter. Um, anyway, Mine's probably southeasterly. Nor'easter. Yeah, nor'easter. Uh, Parabeers. This is the sort of, this is a good question. Like, this is the dribbly shit that we like. I like nor'easter because it's so easy to roll off the tongue because you drop the TH. 
Yeah, Nor'east is pretty good. You could just have a southerly. Yeah, the southerly's easy. Like yeah. the southerly. Yeah. Onshore? Offshore. Offshore. Well, that's how you get in your fucking waves. I like southerly. I like southerly. I like. I think southerly and nor'easter. Yeah, I think so. Great question. Oop, that's a that's a throw. play. Yeah. Well, the it was a shit throw, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, g'day boys. It's the uh, Buzz Rothfield dribbler here. Um, I'm sure you know yep. who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan. I know you're a fan of mine. I mean, I just firstly want to point out these bounced out track suits are absolutely fantastic. As you may or may not have known, I've moved up to the Gold Coast in lockdown because it's the only way I can go to the strip club. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know from said leaked photos that I love a strip club and you know, I've been heading up to Hollywood Showgirls in this bounced out tracksuit after my bath of mayo. And boys, I'm loving it. The girls think I'm I'm fantastic. So well done, boys. Look, boys, I, I, a real question. I've been getting a lot of heat on social media lately. People are, you know, saying I'm a bit of a dribbler um, and saying that Kenty's better than me. So I thought, boys, I'll have to put this on my socials. Uh I've got a question for you all, and I think this will clear it up. Who's the better bloke? I'd like to ask you all a question. It's a shoot, shag, and marry, boys. So you've got a shoot, shag, and marry myself, Buzz, uh, covered in Mayo, Rothfield, uh, Paul, the known Kent, and James, the massive dribbler hooper. So, yeah, if you could really help me out, that would be great, boys. Um, Anyway, Sharks 13 plus, for feet as a grub. Be soon. Oh, I'd probably marry Buzz. Now, bear with me here. What, because he... Because he likes the Rippers. Not that I do, but it means that he'll be gone most of the time. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and he doesn't mind a glass of red, which I also do like. Well, he can so. keep himself occupied. He can keep himself occupied at the Rippers, and you know there's always going to be red. Mm-hmm. Red wine. Yep, I'd go along with that. Now, when it comes to shag and shoot, I mean, who's going to be a better route? I think that's the reality. I think it's probably going to be hoops just on an age basis. Possibly. bit more physically Do you a bit imposing? more passion? Well, I don't know about... Pa- I mean, they're probably both passionate. They seem to be passionate guys. Ooh. Oh, wow. Ravens, baby. Um... But I think, like, just who's up to the physical demands of, you know, putting putting work in for you or I, I think it's going to be hoops just physically. So it's a root hoops shoot, Kenty, for me. Have you got a difference of opinion there? Eddie? Not really, Tom. I'd, no, be, no. I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear your, uh, your thought process. Mate, to be honest, like, it's one of those questions whereby none of the outcomes are terribly fucking... Palatable. Palatable, you know what I mean? It's, which is which is the genius of the question. I don't hate your line of thinking. Genius. I think genius of the question. It was a genius question, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was genius. It was genius. I, I think that Hoops and Kenty are interchangeable, interplayable. Mm. You know what I mean? I think you could wake up one day and go, what mood am I in? Yeah, true. Did Kenty annoy, annoy me last night? Shoot him. Did Hoops annoy me last night? Shoot him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one or the other. It doesn't really matter, does it? No, nah, I think so. Hope I've helped. Yep. 
Tom, Eddie, Dio, Dave, Surly here, calling from across the ditch. Up the mighty Warriors. Anyway, during that old Manly game where they copped an absolute licking via the Storm, I couldn't help but notice that every time the Storm scored, there was sounds of thunder and lightning, similar to how the Panthers get about the old post-try, which got me thinking, is this going to become a thing of the future where every team plays their own sound effects post-a-try? And if so, what will teams like the Titans do? What fucking noise does a Titan make? Possibly they could look to embrace the old, come on! Anyway, bears soon. Up the mighty Warriors, New Zealand's national sporting team. Kia Cheer, bro, cheer. Cheer, bro. Uh, a Titan. I mean, that is a good point. I mean, the come on, I don't know whether I'd be comfortable with the Titans co-opting the come on. I feel like Leighton probably wouldn't. I'm comfortable with it. I think Leighton Absolutely not. Are you serious? He's trademarked it. Yeah. So he's a big fucking problem there. That's your first problem. That's your first hurdle. You reckon You reckon Leighton's going to allow a come on to be used in that sort of environment? Like Leighton's comfortable with a come on set in passion, but not to be adopted as some sort of like official war cry. No. Maybe just like a trumpet or something. Well, if they're on the Gold Coast, you could just have like a big you. Pokies, strippers. Yeah. Maybe some stripper music. I think stripper music. I think stripper music. I think that works. Anyway, we must move on because we do have a few to get through. Yeah, look. Hey, boys. uh, The 4017 Ginger Dribbler here. Um, look, I'm just calling up um, to give my two cents on the NRL commentating combo um, by asking, who's your favourite broadcasting host, mate? Bruce, Bruce. For example, you've got your Von Sampson's, um, your Aaron Mullins. Uh, who else? Your fucking Hannah Hollis's. She's fucking pretty hot. Um, now, I think James Basie is second to none, personally. Um, I like the fucker. He's, he's short, sharp to the point, doesn't talk much, so the, the real analyst can shout. Um, yeah, love to hear your thoughts. Just coming off the back of watching Freddie and the Eights on YouTube. Give it a watch if you haven't. Um, pretty good. Speaks for itself. But um, anyways, boys, would love to hear your thoughts. Okay, love sweet. Got it. Dragon on. Thank you, sir. Uh, I agree James Bracey. He's my favourite. I like him. Yvonne I like as well. Yvonne's great. I like Yvonne. I think Yvonne's great. I just like James Bracey. Mm. I just think he's funny. He's great. He's a great fucking co-host of Gus Gould's podcast. And he's just a smiley dude. He's just always smiling. He's a bubbly guy. He's a bubbly, smiley guy. He's bubbly as fuck. Really bubbly dude. Yeah, I'd go along with that. I don't really give it a whole lot of thought, to be honest. No. Now you've put me on the spot, I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't think, like, they go all right. Well, like, Vonnie's now at the NRL Vonnie's 360. Vonnie's very good. She's great. Vonnie's great. I got no, like, it's a struck match between them. I yeah. think, yeah. Yeah, Alana Ferguson, who's been doing the rugby union, has been good. And she's been getting a bit analytical as well, and, like, she knows what she's talking about. Oh, she definitely knows what yeah. she's talking about, Alana, because um, she's played rugby union 
and rugby league uh, for the national side. I think she has been doing a lot, hasn't she? Well, yeah. she does, right? Yes, but I, I just don't think. I mean, fucking no one watches the rugby union coverage. No disrespect. Uh, well, that's not true. They do, but it's on Gem. So you know, when it's up against the Tigers and the Bulldogs, sometimes you miss it. But I agree, she's been good. Hope we've helped. Hope we've helped. Mr. Tom, Mr. Eddie, Tanco Dave, the punters, and dribblers. Just want to tack on to Ironside and the blokes that couldn't piss in front of his father, Lord Dribble, from last week. I was living in a ski resort over in Canada on a bit of a Red Bull session at local. Went for a piss and couldn't quite get things flowing. So I started swearing at my dick and I hear a bloke next to me laugh. Look over and it's the great John Eels. We shared a moment. Shortly after, he came over and put a jug on our table and said, that should help you piss, mate. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Doggies 2022. That's a great brushes with Lane. That's a hell of a brushes with Lane. Johnny Eels, he's just a, he's a man of the people. Isn't he? And, uh, you know, to have nobody firstly laugh at you, you know, mouthing off at your own dick... That's then, a sight. That's a sight to start. Now, I don't think I've ever seen a bloke mouthing off at his own shaft. No, nah, but I think we probably all have done it when you're trying to squeeze one out. Not like if you, even if you're just by yourself. Which he was. Which he was. And you're like, come on. <sighs> yeah, you know, that's, yeah, that's a good point. You've probably mouthed off. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a good point. Good I just point. don't think that we necessarily are all aware enough to acknowledge that we mouthed Well, it's off the subconscious that. playing a role there. Yeah, time. yeah. That but comes from deep within. It does, yeah, exactly. That's like a that's a real that's like evolutionary sort of speaking, or like uh, you know, mouthing off at your dick. It's just sort of like breathing. It happens sometimes. What's your tip here? Uh, it's Chiefs and Travis Kills. Uh, Tyreek. Hill. Tom, Eddie, Dogfucker Dior, Snap Banjo Dribbler here. I uh, just want to clear something up. Is it Pappenhausen or Pappenhusen? I'm sick of fucking hearing different. Pappenhusen, Pappenhausen bullshit every week. Which one is it? Let's sort this out. Be soon. Dave? I think it's Pappenhausen. Kempi yeah. loves Kempi saying Pappenhusen. Kempi says Pappenhusen. He's the only person I hear saying that. Yeah. Uh, have, we, have we heard Pappenhausen say his own name? I'm pretty sure he says it Pappenhausen. Uh, but you know what? It's the same thing for me with the Turbos. There are still a large proportion of people who say... Trebojevic and Trevojevic. Uh, is that it? Trevojevic. It's Trebojevic. It's Trebojevic. But people say Trevojevic. I'm like, haven't we fucking settled this? I almost need to get them to settle it and just say it to us. And then be like, this is what it is, you fucking idiots. Stop saying Trevojevic. Settle it. Um, but I couldn't help you with the Pappenhausen. I think it's Pappenhausen. Mm. But I think it's P A P E N H Y U Z E N. H U Y Z E N. So I H- guess if you are pronouncing it phonetically, you could say Pappenhusen. Right. Because it's H U Y. So it's not A. It's not A U. No. It's just U. Listen, that, that's a spanner of sorts. It is a spanner. I will say this, and this is just going off of our experiences with Kempy reading things to date. He's not a strong reader. He does. Many things well, reading not one of them. So, And that's coming from Tom, who can't read well. And well, Tom reads a lot better than him. I can read well. I can't read well on the spot. I can't read well out loud. Where you're being judged. Exactly. Because no one's judging your internal reading. No, they don't even know. 
but certainly on the big stage. So if I'm judging Kempi here for his reading, then you can only imagine how bad it is. Back to Bellevue, you dogs anus roosters. Do win, Eagle Rock. Nice. Sure. Didn't get the first part, but he finished strong, Tom. He finished well, finished really well. Sending the roosters back to Bellevue Hill. Back to Bellevue Hill. Yeah, fair enough. Sure. Fair enough. Look, not, they went not, up to it. Not specifically where they're from, but I get it. We're back to Park. Yeah. Tom, any deal? Dave, I see you at the uh, Teapot Jubilee here. I see you still haven't changed your face. Um, it's really helpful for the podcast now that we're going the big lift. Um, just want to have a chat. I must say, Tom, your face, you've lost a lot of weight in the face. You were looking fantastic, mate. I tell you what. Isn't that nice? You, Thank you, you so are, much. You've slimmed down. I know the pads aren't your best friend, but you've slimmed down the face. So, well done. Now, like, just a quick one. Has anyone ever actually, like, confronted the situation that Eddie happens to be more of a Tom and then Tom happens to be more of an Eddie? <laughs> you know, just from the just from the characters that you both are. Just, I was just wondering if the... Obviously, there's been confusion, but I'm just thinking Tom happens to be more of an Eddie, like, just his, the way he talks, the way he carries on. Eddie, a bit more classier. No, nothing nothing against where you're from. You're a great, you're a great bloke, Tom. I'm just, I'm just wondering if that has ever happened to come up before. Anyway, be you soon. Manly, well done. So I'm more of a Tom and you're more and of an Eddie. And I'm more of an Eddie. Yeah. Funnily enough, it hasn't come up. I can see it. Definitely. There you go. I, that's a wig out. That's, that's wig me yeah, out. Yeah, that's wig me out. I don't know exactly how to... how to Unpack that. No, that's one that <laughs> requires a lot of unpacking, probably some quiet reflection for both of us. <laughs> Think about how I'm not actually much of a me and you're not actually much, much of, of a you. you. Yeah, and in fact, we're more, more of, of a, each, each other. other. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay, whoa, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot on a Monday morning. That's, that's too, well, I'm, I'll, t- I'll give you that tip. It's too much. It's too much for me to handle. Way too much. Especially you after the weekend. You oh, know. fuck. And I thought, yeah. You may as well. You need to lie down after I that. need to lie down. <laughs> I need to lie down. Hey, lads. Uh, can I just say one thing? How fucking good is Sean Kepi? He fucking ripped and teared tonight. That was an absolute master stroke from the great Jersey Hasler to bring him into the starting card. I hope he fucking rips and tears against Tom Burgess and those South Sydney Gronks next week. Manly 13 plus. Sydney Roosters premierships never. Mate, great call. Sean Kepi ripped fucking hard on the weekend. Mate, he played unbelievably well. Apologies for Sean for not mentioning him earlier, but he had one of a he had a ball tear of a game. Yeah, laid a foundation, Tom. You know, he, set the tone. He also sent us a video of uh, Taufa Sipley dancing um, at the uh, Twin Waters Resort after the win. Twin Waters Resort looks nice. doesn't It looks it? fucking great. It looks like somewhere we might have to go afterwards, like. After all of this is said and done and everything gets back to normal, we just go up there just to sort of soak it in. Yeah. How did they win the comp from yes, here? Yes, exactly. That makes sense. Exactly. Also, back to that previous dribble about me looking thin as fuck. Thank you so much. I was in the 94s yesterday. I went. I got under 95. 
I'm back. I'm back up just a tick over ninety five point something. This so morning. what? You're like one and a bit kilos out. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But like broke the ninety five barrier yesterday. I was like, oh, where we go? There we go. That's a ten. That's like I'm a bee's dick off ten kilos. So just to let you know. Thank Great you so stuff. Much. Thank you so much. Boys. Danny Exotic here. Actually, I need to warn you guys and everyone listening, this is going to get fucking loud at the end and I am genuinely worried for people's eardrums, so just... Okay. Noted. Boys, it's Danny Exotic here and I just thought after last week when I fucking copped it after South um, went down to Penrith, who were tanking, by the way. Sorry, when Penrith went down to South... Sorry, get me facts right. But um, I've got a fucking message for Dot Point Dribbler of getting spear tackled on his front lawn by yours truly fame and getting nabrad by my sister for a date fame and Mr. Marcus Finichario of I'm taken to your guitar collection with a Stanley knife fame. Uh, just got this for you after your little fucking antics last week. La da 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 We'll beat him well, we'll beat him good, we'll beat him true. Oh, yes. Loved it. Loved it. We loved it. Welcome back. Welcome back, Danny. No, Not many videos this year from Danny Exotic, which has been disappointing, but, you know, it is what it is. He's earned his place uh, in the side. We've talked about it before. He got the baggy green and he's just... He's, he's just taken the foot off the gas. He's retired. Yeah, almost, essentially. You know? Yeah. But good shout to hear out, his voice. Shout out to... Um, Dan Ganane of Goodbye fame as well. Good to hear his voice. Gentlemen, Ken from Kensington here. I thought I'd dribble in after lending an exuberant ear to the Dwayne Bennett fiddling rhetoric. Oh yes, as you boys know, Kensington is only a short stroll to the mean streets of Redfern. And to say Dwayne and I haven't dabbled in a bit of role play during his tenure at the Bunny Rabbits, then my nose would be growing faster than Adam Elliott's hog after sedating himself on some of Pilate's magic pills. Now you may be surprised to know, Dwayne is quite the role play connoisseur. And being a bit of a Clinton Eastwood doppelganger, he can certainly channel some dirty Harry kind of vibrations into the bedroom. And yes, I've certainly seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh yes, I can confirm Wainosaurus Rex loves a bit of a fiddle. A fiddle that would rival that of the great Andre Rieur. And no, Dwayne definitely doesn't need an orchestra behind him. Not when he's got the heavy breathing of Kenny in his ear. Oh, and just before I go, it seems that there's a dribbler out there who's threatening to blow my cover. Well, Jackson, as Dwayne says when he's on his knees, begging Kenton for his pineapple juice express, go ahead, make my day. Have I told you that Ken from Kensington apparently is a baggy grey member? No. Did I tell you that? What? You, I, someone dribbled about that. We, oh, we were all that's right. That Jacko yeah. called up and said yeah. that. Jacko said that it's, 
Yeah. That's right. He thinks that it's a fucking... And has he called back this week with more clues? Nah, nah. Jacko, call up with some fucking clues, Un- Unless it was one of the ones late last night or this morning. That you haven't checked. Yeah. But che- we've got one more start and then we're on to those. So. All right, let's go. Right. What's it? Yeah, go. This might be the last one. G'day, Tom and Eddie. Dio Dave. Uh, just been listening to your podcast with Luke Brady. Uh, and it reminds me of a couple of years ago when I was working at Parkhouse in Monavale, the old um, Mona pub. Uh, and uh, Luke Bracey himself came in for a beer. I was uh, serving him, recognised him immediately and was dumbfounded with the dazzling baby blues. And I did not say anything to him about, uh, you know, watch his movies, what a legend he sounds like, or it looks like at least. And then listen to him talk on the podcast and you go, fuck, missed opportunity there. Just just full of regret, a life full of regret, just dwelling on that one moment where, you know, could have said more than, yeah, that'd be that'd be six eighty for the screen. Thanks, mate. You know, just just thinking about it. And uh yeah, sounds like a legend. Anyway, cheers boys. Beer soon. Manly Prem soon. Manly thirteen plus forever. You don't want to live with regret. You don't want to live with regret. That's for damn sure. Uh, and you, you're correct. He's a, he's a great man. He's a good man. He's a great man. I'm sure, uh, you know, he wishes probably that you said g'day as well. I think so. I think, I think we could say that on Luke's behalf. Tom. I think so. He'd be going, fuck, I wish you said g'day. I mean, maybe Luke's living with a little regret that he didn't say anything to you. Who knows? The, the key here is, though, is don't live with regret. Seize your opportunity. Every opportunity. Make it count. Say hello. Make it count. Is that us? I think that's us. Hell of a show. One of the great shows all time. I think we can say that with confidence. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to all of you. We'll see you Thursday. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>